just like, bro, don't tell me that, you know, my my dick is huge if you're then if you're then just gonna like not use it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just terrible. Yeah, no, no, she just didn't land at all, did I know, but whatever, you tried. You tried. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of. Yeah, all right. And also, way, I'll just I'll just say, it, even though you didn't mean it in this context, the idea someone would say to Riot Games, if my if you tell me my dick is huge and then you're not going to use it, that probably also aged a little bit badly. Contextually, yeah, that's you know? true. Though so you'd be surprised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Side Select, our special award show for the winter split of the LEC. 2023 we've got loads of different awards to hand out some of them i'm sure players and organizations will be pleased to receive some of them probably not so much but that's the beauty it's not like they're that official is it it's not like when they get the award they're all they're all like that picture where all those guys were on that sofa like yeah get in there watching football i don't i don't think they really do that when they get the all pro from us but i'd like to believe it you know covering their hardware and in all their arms of all their like needs to be benched worst player in the yeah that's true where they do the image where like messi or whatever has all like the ball doors but instead they've got like all pro from 2022 from side select i would say though that there's less uh national bias on this show as you know we are all british and there aren't any fucking british players left in lec yeah, oh sorry marco but he does and that. also spoiler if he's you know anything british, about british sports Dutch. culture no he's not yeah he's he? dutch mate come on oh, is he yeah he is. yeah but he was playing for excel so he kind of adopted him what? as no, a i don't know why you thought he's british mate he's even got like a, a dutch accent when he talks yeah but so, every yeah. british cunt puts on some stupid quasi european yeah, accent true, i mean listen yeah. to Cadrill, way, you'd never true. know he was british the sad thing about <laughs> that is like accent. at least Cadrill yeah. has the excuse that he did go to like an actual international school i'm with you though yeah. because loads of those british players just played in mixed teams their whole lives with like scandinavian stuff they have all got like their accents yeah. have gone completely out of control like no, essentially I, and whenever they start saying so here's what gives it away mate what gives it away is when they don't say lol they say like lol which is like Lula. what are you even doing right now what Lula. what okay this is like a mini mini ex expose but i i don't feel bad about it because it's so low stakes but that is not cajal's real voice by the way i'm sorry spoiler alert the voice oh, you hear on stream not. the voice you hear on broadcast i've had conversate like he goes into as sort of fox reference like esports mode or whatever like every now and then i work with that guy at h2k for over a year if if he goes to the kitchen and we're having a private conversation he's speaking like me would you believe like just completely <laughs> fucking queen's english like southeast accent oh. so yeah that's that's not his real voice so i don't know if that's annihilated anyone's fourth wall but oh no yeah, yeah. I, I think it rubs off on them yeah the esports accent is a, it's a pandemic what can i say among the british esports athletes anyway we've got some uh, awards to give away but of course before we get to that point we have to do the most important part of the show now I've by the actually... way just as an aside i will just say one other thing there's one other person like that but i also think he's someone where he'll actually be cool with me saying this it won't be like a violation to say this because he's actually said it himself on his own content right because when richard lewis went to america to work on e-league if people don't know he actually did hope by the way that was his whole career transition he'd be on tv for the rest of his career and maybe even leave esports just beyond like whatever they do on tnt so he actually took elocution lessons when he was in america to have more of like a rounded accent and the problem was he has the same problem if you don't know like he does it with me like if he did buy the numbers with me he like switches to like a northeast accent but if he talks mm. to sam the producer he switches to a welsh accent so you can imagine dude some of the scenarios i've had with richard where i've been in america with him in like the back of a taxi and i'm not even joking he's just talking to the taxi driver like i don't know dog like you know <laughs> shit <laughs> sort of go. and i'm just looking the whole time like <laughs> 
You've gone like I series for about 20 years. What the, what the f- God, it's, it's so freaky when they shift like that, though. You're like, who, who is that? Is he being possessed by someone? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Richard Lewis, known eloquent American. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm going to spoil you guys, okay? Come on. Because I've brought a prop with me for this episode. Oh, can I have much all effort? Of you, Come on. Holy shit. Not much. <laughs> not much effort okay. at all. All of you dickheads listening to this on Spotify or your favorite uh, podcast platform, you're not going to be able to see this because I'm going to present it on cam. So I guess you just have to watch on YouTube or follow us okay. on social media, I guess. It's Double dip on the views there. Nice one. Mm, nice one. Exactly. This prop ties into the question of the day. Which food item... Are you okay. ready? Makes you feel <laughs> like. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't oh. read what that says. Oh, oh, it's that? too white. It's too white, unfortunately. You probably have to say anything. It's a picture. How do I change my weight? Uh, yeah, some of the brightness of it is what I got makes this. me not able I got to this. See it. Oh, there, oh, we, go. there we go. Makes so you makes feel you sick. like this. No, not makes you sick, you bellend. What is that? <laughs> it's a meme. Is it? I don't know what that meme is. Is that, is that, is that the dude from uh, is it Despicable or Me or something? Yes. Okay. No, yes. I recognise the face, but I don't know the I don't know the meme. Oh, it's the main guy from Despicable Me. No, it's no, not it's the evil dude. Uh, I, don't I think. Know, okay. I think it's Despicable Me. Wait, actually, I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. I'm going to have to fucking explain this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Like, you have to understand this show is so boomer out. I was like, is that exactly. not our kid? Your kids are into now. Like, I don't know anything about this shit, man. Okay. I... Please, what in then? the comments, someone... What's the premise? Uh, wait, it's not even the despicable me. But no, no, no. Who is it? What is it from? <laughs> I don't it's know. I recognize it. It's the Pixar thing. Okay, I'll explain it. But first, I do just want to say, if you watching that, at home got that reference please make me feel better about this because this is this is all, my talents are wasted here um okay it's nostalgia okay, okay. It, this drawing is from a scene from i think it's a pixar or disney film i don't know okay um where it's the most harsh i'm gonna link the actual the reference image in the chat right here so you can maybe see a bit more what it was like what it was intended to look like um the harshest the world has beaten him down he's sour He's the, the world's most grim food critic. I'm going to guess this is... Fr- look, here's what's mad. I'm a, it's Ratatouille, isn't it? Because he's a guy okay. in a restaurant. I haven't even seen that movie, but I'm pretty sure that's it, right? I've not seen it either. Because so I'm guessing the premise is, isn't this the guy where, because he's a harsh critic, like, I'm guessing the raps make the food awesome in the end, and then it's like the heartwarming it sends him back shit, to his, right? It sends him back to his childhood. Okay. You know, like grandma's okay. cooking type yeah. deal, right? What is the food that makes you feel right. like that? That's my question of the day. So I'll, I'll give I'll give a uh, an, an example. I would say probably something like eggy bread. I used to have eggy bread like on a Sunday. My nan used to whip it up. Pretty simple. It's basically food, French right? toast if you're foreign. Except yeah. that when I say that, there's one thing Slightly. by the way. I notice Americans think French toast is like fucking a, a sweet thing with like baking sugar on and that. Like, what is that? Like, it's a savory uh, food, but yeah, it's not what, yeah. isn't that what eggy toast is basically? It's just egg. But eggy, bread, yeah, right? it's essentially that. You, you, you crack an egg, you whisk it in, on like a plate, essentially, not even in like a bowl, like in a plate. You just soak the bread, both sides, in the egg. Chuck it on the frying pan, and then you know you put whatever you want on it if you if you want something on it. So yes, that would be my answer because you know that's something that as an adult I don't really ever have, but I used to have it a lot as a kid, and it kind of makes me feel nostalgic. So that's my answer: eggy bread. 
What's your answer? Have you, has anyone got an answer for me ready to go? I actually have a very similar one. It's almost the same okay. thing, basically, which is because because uh, the problem with this, is, I think I've referenced it in a past episode, but with, no one just does this when they're an adult. It's having actually eggy soldiers in where you make yeah. toast, but you cut them in a strip, so you <laughs> yeah, dip them yeah, into yeah. the egg yolk. Like It's actually really delicious. If you like eggs, you'll almost certainly like doing this. Just put some, bre- some butter mm. on some bread, cut the toast into thin lines, and dip the toast mm. into the yolk. It's really delicious. Land, but land. Like I Yum. say, it's the sort of thing that cause you have to like put a tiny bit of effort in, like most people just never do it. It's like what your mum does for you when you're a kid, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. What about you, Rich? Maybe uh, some caviar from the uh, Swiss Alps? I can't, I can't think of it? anything that I eat now that, like, sends me back or whatever. But, like, I guess there was a... We used to have this uh, babysitter when me and my siblings were like, all really young. Okay. And she used to... Met, like, we thought she was, like, brilliant at the time. But obviously, she was actually just some fucking useless student or whatever. Because she used to make pasta, cheese pasta cheese bacon and ketchup and she'd make Best us <laughs> she'd make us sing oh, the pasta cheese bacon and ketchup song that sounds which, so disgusting though well yeah i mean brilliant way it gets better there's a song yeah there's a song the she'd song? make us Can sing the song the, the song, song? Was, it was literally just pasta cheese oh, i was more of a chant i guess like pasta cheese bacon and ketchup pasta cheese bacon and ketchup like yeah here it comes <laughs> and she just had like a massive fucking bowl and like dish it out it was like but see, like the fucking Winter Soldier or something. Why is she just repeating <laughs> those <laughs> ingredients and doing something bad? Like, it's just, it's prison food, Honestly, I guess, but we loved it. I think so we were brilliant. more into like the routine of it rather than like the right, actual okay. food itself. But how old are yeah. we saying when this baby's sitting? Oh, maybe like, like 11. How old 12. was she? Or, no, or, you. Oh, no, uh, no, like, you like eight or something. Uh, my That's sister's old, older, so like, yeah, 10, 12, 12, whatever. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And also, oh, and uh, I don't even know what these are called. Oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. But they're these these biscuits, which are like um, they're like discs with uh, different colours on the top. Party rings. Party rings. Yeah, my oh, my, yeah, my yeah, grandma used to always have part like uh, she those. she was like kind of a old people definitely loved those. Yeah, sure. she's kind of like not exactly like but she's like very sort of straight line but whenever she knew the grandkids were coming around that's like the one thing she'd always have in the house and she'd think like all oh, kids love party rings don't they, they are, thing is though the reason why kids do love them is because one the top part sort of like a mini icing and yeah. two mm. the design for if you're a kid looks really sick like, it's like mm. almost like neon colors in it like it's fucking mad, it right? is. i mean even even as a as an adult you've got to appreciate the kind of like the pink and the yellows together and all that like it's mm. like also, sugary, uh, also like yeah, bourbons yeah, yeah. also like bourbons and stuff like that because it's sort of like you know post-war like ration foods that all old people keep in their cupboards so whenever i see those okay. in the supermarket i'm always like oh okay yeah, man. yeah. yeah. get some get some Brilliant. vicarious war ptsd going through my head mm. yeah i like that honestly some it's always the down-to-earth foods that, that i feel like are the, are the correct answer for that question you know it's, it's always the simple food that i think Maybe there's something to reflect upon there, you know, the simple times that we all feel nostalgic about and that we appreciate the most. I do recommend never putting ketchup on pasta, though. Just just saying like this, as I said, this is full, like, you know, nostalgia, not fond memories of mm, oh, oh, that was, you know, <laughs> je ne sais quoi. I mean, it probably was a delectable meal for you as a child. Ketchup on everything. By the way, I have unironically seen Americans for real just make a plate of pasta and put ketchup on it. I can't even conceive that. of why, because like bolognese sauce is so cheap. It's yeah, insane. I was gonna like, say, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. You must just actually just <laughs> be like committed to being trash at that point in time. Like, I don't get. I've it, seen man. students do that, but <laughs> thinking about it, you get like a jar of bolognese like forty nine p from Aldi. Yeah, like, I don't exactly. know why. It's just yeah, that's 
yeah, let, let's move on before we taint the, the righteousness of our food section of this show and uh, get straight to our first award for today. Um, no surprising, honestly, we're starting with an obvious one, which is the most surprising team in a good or a bad way here from the winter split. I feel like there's maybe a an obvious one, maybe. At least in my head, I want to hear what you guys say. So, uh, Thorin, here, hit me. What's your most surprising team from this winter split? Obviously, the problem here is, like, normally this is a very good category because there's, like, a lot of wiggle room, especially because the premise can be, could be for good or for bad. So if this was, like, a normal split, you could have all sorts of discussions about Mad Lions being better than you expect or SK. Mm. The problem is, like, especially me personally, I'm out or totally onto it. It's on record on the internet. I thought XL would be the best team in the LEC, and they were the worst. And by the way, I'm not even talking they were just the worst on the record. The eye test checks out. They were the worst team. Yep. Even teams that I thought looked fucking dog shit on paper like Astralis had significantly better performances than XL and XL and here's the craziest thing of it all I actually think the reason why XL might go down as the worst super team ever I think it's even worse than the Misfits one in season 9 is because yeah. I actually don't think almost any of the players are bad even after this split like I even the Targamas one because think about what people don't logically figure out is if he if like, either he had a much worse split which seems also part of it to me or he can be like used in a different team in the way G2 because he can still be an LEC player so to me the, I actually think the maddest thing is I don't even think it's that all the players are just bad and you know it's just bad luck at so, like I actually think like it's just it's an example a rare example of where in the same way as you can have lesser teams where like teamwork makes the squad like twice as good this is like some mad example where it's like everyone neutralized each other and everyone was just significantly worse than the entire team concept failed so i don't think i've ever seen like a, a contender be this bad like it's got to be it's easily excel for me okay easy excel for for throwing what about you rich who's your most surprising I mean, team yeah i'd love to pick someone different but i mean it has to be excel right i mean again i had them number one in my power rankings and uh yeah you can't get more of a discrepancy between expectation and reality so yeah to me i guess uh yeah like if we sort of talk a bit like in, like the problem with excel is like you have individual aspects where you would still expect things to pull through but then you have the team aspects which just clearly didn't gel whatsoever for example like you could if someone said after last season targamas was the best support you could argue someone else but it's definitely a reasonable thing to say yeah for pa sure. patrick has you know always been whether you think he's been overrated or underrated historically like he's always been in the conversation as one of the better ad's they were horrific in lane together like so bad it's mm. unbelievable and even though you wouldn't say of either of them like they're one of the absolute best laners or whatever they were both fine like neither of them had a reputation for being like bad at laning or something you know like really weak at laning and they were horrendous individually and as a duo like completely god awful so yeah it, the bot lane was a complete mess vto is like the, pro the and the problem with a player like vto is vto's like very high ceiling pretty low floor as well and the problem with vto is you need sort of reliable or good good pieces moving in a positive direction around him and then you probably get more of the upside right uh but everything was sort of collapsing around him so he like never stood a chance in my opinion so he was like the least surprising element in that sense and again as Soren said that doesn't mean i think he's bad it just means it's like fucking mm. hell this is like the worst possible scenario for him to be in and then with jungle it can always be sort of a difference in mentality or synergy or, or like your your philosophy on how you want to play the game and obviously people generally think of xerxes as like this full clear um sort of scaling guy and 
I didn't even necessarily see that in their gameplay, that that was always what he was going for or whatever, but clearly wasn't on the same page. And I think those uh, the biggest problem with XL, which is what was highlighted when they posted that video on YouTube before taking it down, was that the comms were so, um, like, absolutely horrendous. Like, it was just Otto and Xerxy, the only two people who were speaking. The bottom half of the map basically never said anything. So, yeah, it's got to be... Gotta be what were they thinking me. releasing that video? Like, <laughs> nothing's actually paint them or the players in a positive light at all, does it? I wonder if that's like. Here's 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 like a a, a thought exercise. I hate that phrase. Why did I say that? That's gross. Here's an idea. Here, here's here's a concept. Okay, that video that was released right with Excel put out their teams, including their team comms and stuff. Yeah, showed that the bot side of the map was. Silent, nothing, yeah. you know, squelched. Targamas especially almost so. never spoke. Like, put it this way, at one point, I think it was even Patrick that called that Targamas was roaming on Pike to get a kill in, like, his own jungle or something mad like which yeah. is like, what? Like, <laughs> do you do you think, Rich, as, because as, you're, you're Ode, o, Ode's, Odo's agent as well, um, and, and o, Odo's very in, in tune with the player association thing or whatever i think there's a good argument to make that releasing a video like that really does not look the, make these players look good at all and when you've had a really shite split like these guys did and then you release a video which sort of kind of places blame as to like this is one of the reasons why we're so shit is this guy because he didn't speak or didn't say anything um yeah, I think also remember Foxtrot. You know? Right after that, they then benched exactly that player. Or they, or it was implied he was the one leaving. That was even leaked. Yeah. So yeah. that even sounds, by the way, like I have to say, when you put those facts together, that sounds behind the scenes. It's just part of how we were sort of like getting the public ready for the idea this guy had to be the one that was kicked. Right. You know. Yeah. There's almost an implication. Either way, it doesn't look good on him, right? No, it, of it, like not. definitely, if it's if it's intentional or not. Like I don't know if that's. Something yeah. that I think yeah. I, I feel like in this kind of situation, even if it was the the reverse, and it's like it's a, a really good team having a good split. Like the idea that you would release a game with like full comp comms just seems really unwise, mm. right? Like you just wouldn't do that because I mean. By the way, people are confused by that. Almost every video you've ever seen that was a mic check or a voice comms was heavily edited, yes. heavily. Mm -hmm. Like as in even parts that look like they're the same because it's the same background. They'll take out the part when they say something about the game that's key. Yes. As which says, the idea of releasing the whole voice comms and this was like a fifty-minute game. This that's that is really out there. Like you'd normally yeah. only do that. By the way, if it was like you were flexing, like you were like Fnatic eighteen zero. Them. Maybe then you'd do it to show like how amazing the comms are. Like the idea the worst team in the league would do it is wild. And this was a loss. Yeah. Wasn't this a yeah. loss at the end? Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, to me, it's I mean, as I said, like holistically, I think it's just a really bad idea. Like there's no angle where I would think this this makes sense. From my perspective, I was I would have loved like... to hear the H2K VODs back in the forgiven days, so I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. I bet they were amazing, Rich. <laughs> Yeah, the the two v two comms were special to say the least. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the the reason why I kind of liked it in this individual instance was I represent Otto and Xerxy, and those were the only two oh, cunts who were talking. Oh, definitely Xerxy. Yes. So I was yeah. just like, the but... By the way, that's why I'm talking on that video. I agree from the org side; it's fucked up to put it out. But I tell you what, if that video damned Targamas, that video might have actually saved Xerxy's whole career. Like yeah. the Reddit mm -hmm. narratives were so hard against him, and that video, he comes out looking the best on that one. He looks like yeah. he's just trying. Looks like he doesn't give up. You know. It is, and it's also mm -hmm. the juxtaposition of like Jungler trying his hardest with the symbiotic role in support not doing anything so it's like he, he is completely fucked so like you can put yes. any 
any jungler bar like the absolute all-time greats or whatever and they're gonna be completely hamstrung like what can you do when you have a, a mute support so yeah I, but of course like that was uh not not wise i would say but yeah again for me like it, it has to be excel like even though you can kind of reverse engineer things and say like well if you knew that patrick didn't talk which i did if you knew that targamas didn't say much which i guess i did like I can find reasons to explain it, but still, I'm I, I'm still shocked they were tenth. For me, it's like okay, their floor should be like fifth, you know. Like if things really don't go well, if they don't quite get it together, then yeah, maybe fifth. But I never expected this, so definitely XL. Well, to, um, pretty unanimous. XL are the most surprising team of the split. I think that's fair to say, especially with their expectations coming coming into the split i think fnatic not making any kind of by the way how wild is that so... fox drop think about that it's the only time ever fnatic didn't even make playoffs and in our yeah. format now you only have to be top eight and they still don't yeah. even win most surprising yeah. result in the split yeah that's how was... ridiculously bad yeah. excel Literally, was. isn't it it, it is, <laughs> it is exactly that so it is exactly that it's like the fact that we haven't you didn't even mention no. the words fnatic because it's excel shot the bed that hard like that is genuinely yeah. It's crazy. And these um, both those teams, by the way, absolutely fucked SK and Mad because they should have been the ones winning this award in a good way. Like Mad Lions yeah. actually it's mad impressive they made the finals. Yeah. Like, but but it's just not as ridiculous as XL being last place. Yeah. Just su it? just yeah. super quickly on Fnatic though. The the reason I wouldn't have uh, had Fnatic in the conversation is like they had so many known quantities of turbulent pieces already that it's like it's really not surprising like again i can say like oh vto you know high ceiling low floor but that's not the same as like fucking it's a known now like humanoid doesn't give a shit about the regular season razork's like the most up and down jungler of all time reckless is you know uh you're putting a a, a fucking nuke of a, a diva into a scenario where you've got loads of other difficult personalities the rucks guy is like one of the worst mechanical players i test wise we've ever seen in the league and wonder's not been good for you know a while so like all of those players had like big question marks for me so i'm I, it's just a bit less shocking i would say fair enough let's move on then to our next award the best roster move what do you think was the best change coming through from uh from the off season that made the most impact here in that winter split we went to, to thorin first so rich what was the best roster move for you oh this is really hard because it's always tempting to just say someone that's on G2, right? For like a lot of these sort of positive awards. Um, but yeah. I think I'm going to shy away from that because I think in the sense that G2 made three really good roster moves, I can't really single out any given one and say, well, this one, because I also think if you replace Mickey, for example, with another support, I think G2 would probably still have won LEC, you know? So for me, uh, I would probably say ah, it's difficult. Thing is, someone like if 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 the results have been better, someone like Bo could. I know technically he moved last I mean, year. He still right? qualifies for it. But yeah, yeah. but mm. it's it's like it's kind of like uh, this isn't a very good comparison, but you'll sort of see what I mean. It's kind of like Russell Westbrook, where it's like in the context of their team, you've got someone who's popping off, but like how much has it actually led to like winning? You know, and you've actually got. Uh, but it's it's not really fair, right? Because it, it did, like, initially. Like, he was straight up carrying games. He was doing insane things on the Rift that were, like, winning, you know, winning, taking victories from the jaws of defeat. Like, I, so I guess I could still say, Bo, the problem is that the team overall, by a lot of people, not actually me, but it was projected to do very well, and it didn't. So I'm like, can he qualify for best roster move? Like, I, I'd probably say no. I'm, I'm actually going to go with Exekick. I think that uh, mm. SK, like 
very little was expected of SK by most people. And it's not that they, you know, set the world on fire or whatever, but they did finish top four, right? I think so, right? Yeah. Yes, they finished, they, they finished top fours. And I think that everyone in this team basically is like a known quantity to a certain extent who, you know, and did fine. Like Irrelevant was was exactly what most people think he is relatively decent but nothing special markoon again lots of decent early games particularly like towards the start of the split but has deficiencies in team fighting and so on but still like a decent player certus is still like you know he's had some good positive moments i could say he's progressed but he is a pretty bog standard mid laner in the context of lec definitely nothing special and then dos is is fine it's whatever but exakick is like the standout i can carry the game i can carry team fights on my own and i think he is the reason why they finished, you know, top four rather than let's say seventh or something, right? So yeah, I'll I'll say extra kick. Okay. What about you, Thorin? Who's uh, the best roster move? Uh, what I'll do is I actually think Rich did a pretty good rounding out of the candidates. Like I think all those people deserve to be in there. Like for example, if because here's the other way you can answer this question. Technically, when it says best roster move. Yes, it's within the context of this split because it's a split awards. But does he mean like best roster move, like the best one at the point of signing or like you've did the smartest move or is it just pure player performance when they join the team? So if you're going on things like like how great a signing it was, like in terms of the potential impact, like the fact that you signed, I actually think the ball one could win outright. Like as Rich says, essentially he did nothing wrong. His team genuinely capped him from being the MVP because he couldn't get to the playoff format of the LEC. And unfortunately in the modern day, one thing I'm actually not a fan of, especially because I like American sports, Rich, is I don't like bundling playoffs into awards like MVP, etc. Mm. Because by definition, you're not just making it a team award, aren't you? Like in this scenario, Bo's a perfect example. Bo, by the way, in a non if this was like the NFL, probably would be the MVP because he's a brand new player joining yeah. Chinese. He, he could be the MVP in this format. He can never be the MVP because he didn't make top four. So I think the ball one's totally fine. It's just that if we're going on pure, like from game one to the end, obviously other people had better and more performances in theory. I think Exa Kick's a legit one as well, not least because like if you actually consider it, it's SK Gaming that got him. There is nobody they could have signed this offseason for that exact role that gives them even a chance to do what they did. Like if they get Jack Spectre, so it's just not happening, man. Yeah. Like they're, they're they would have been like seventh place battling like heretics and astralis basically like there's no world where they ever go top four by the way he didn't even just get them top four dude they they could have won that game five and they would have been against koi who even fucking knows at that point like there's actually a world yeah it's be a bit of a miracle run but they could have gone to the finals this is one of the rare splits where sk could really have done the whole thing and made the miracle run so he has to be in the mix as well extra kick but i am actually going to go with the boring one that rich alluded to i'm going to say mickey x because first of all, I don't just put it on this split, mate. Every team he joins, he's just fucking money. Like, think about that, right? Well, know the G2 one, but no one remember when he joined XL. And like the next yeah. week, he was making fucking like flashing gauges. They were winning games. Suddenly their record was going up. Then like they actually were pretty good last split. They were making the playoffs. Now he joins this team. Like, look, I can give a lot of props to Hans Sama. I think the way the coaching staff's used Yike is very interesting. But Mickey X looked absolutely cracked this split. And I think the best point to point the Monty made on some of the insight is this isn't even his meta, boys. In theory, his meta is the one that we're cycling into now, like where you play the pike and the thresh and all that shit. Like, this is like Mickey X was actually even playing shit like fucking Heimerdinger and was legit mm -hmm. on it. Like, I thought in yeah. general, like, because one of the other reasons I think it's cool that he was in a position where he even looked the best on G2 to me is because one, you're on a team with caps and just the narrative inertia alone on that is almost impossible to overcome. Like, if you actually do, like, most people would probably say Mickey X was the better player. That just shows that he just had that many crazy eye test games. And then the last thing I would say is if you 
you think of the G2 super team, he was probably the least fucking bigged up out of that entire team. Because even Perks had the role swap angle. Like, everyone else was called the best ever at their role. The joke is, even when G2 would win everything, they'd go, well, Mickey X, you're pretty good, but not quite as good as Illusang. The joke is, if you watch the last few years, that narrative has aged fucking badly, mate. Mickey X is a better player than Hillasang because he has quite a similar ceiling, but his floor's way higher. That's the difference. Like, if Mickey X, it's, it's nearly always to me, like, there was a reason, there was a logic. Sometimes I think Hillasang himself is even like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I was doing there. So I think Mickey X, just, like, this was his crowning split for me. And by the way, I'll even throw in these details. As much as people will say things like, yeah, but what about the whole team approach and Hans Sama? Bro, I saw Hans Sama with the fucking, one of the, like, rain, the guy who's won a million MVPs in NA and Core JJ, that bottling was god awful. It was abomination. So even Mickey X just fitting with all these different bottlings, just yeah. mad impressive to me. So I just think he's a brilliant player. I think Mickey X is, is pure quality, honestly. It was surprising why they get, got rid of him in the first place. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Too. Like, what's the point? It just it felt like they're just, esports just tends to just blow up rosters. Like, like Marcoon's a good example for me. Like, you, you don't know why players leave a team or whether a team decides like did Marcoon say I don't want to play for XL or was XL like we're getting rid of you Marcoon we're bringing in Zersei for me I feel like Marcoon was a great roster move as well going over to SK I thought he was he was really instrumental to getting a lot of their wins especially early on in the in the regular season I thought he was brilliant I think he's a ridiculously talented jungler as well like we forget when he first came into the league like he was just dialing over G2 on an XL team that was absolutely awful. You know, he was putting out big dick moves. Like, it was beautiful stuff to watch. I think overall, the SK the SK roster as a, as a whole, like, the new additions they made was just brilliant. Like, I think it was probably one of the best kind of retoolings that we've seen of a roster coming from uh, from an off-season into, into the new one. So, some good stuff coming through there. I think um, Exit Kick has to, has to take... Has to take the cake, though, in my humble opinion, and you're uh, both of you are very humble guys, so in your very humble opinions as well. Um, side note, though, for some reason, my brain has just clicked that Exa Kick is not Ananasic from Unicorns of Love, even though Ananasic is okay. a jungler. You know that guy that always just yeah, randomly yeah. shows up in in the international tournaments, the Russian player. For some reason, my brain was just like, oh, it's him. That's nice. I think it's because Gadget showed up, right? Last year, he was in the... Um... He was oh, like the sub in... for... I think it was SK or something. I think he was the sub for SK when they had Jesse. Yeah, right? he was right playing, yeah, he was playing in the so. ERLs, and then I think he did show up. Yeah, yeah, I think he was playing with um, Leader, actually, at some point. So I remember thinking this Could is be. like the perfect team comp. Because like Leader will refuse to play Mages, but Gadget plays Mages. Like, he just picks Ziggs and runs bot and stuff. Uh, maybe that's why I'm... Yeah, I don't know. My... my... Yeah, that's yeah crazy. Anyway, let's move on here. That was the best uh, roster move. Let's move on to the best rookie. And I feel like we might have some similar answers from best roster move to best rookie. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think, Rich? Who's your best rookie of the split? Uh, I think there's three main contenders. First of all, I do not class Bo as a rookie, so he's out of there. That's just... <laughs> No, like if you play in fucking LPL, you're not a rookie. I don't care. Uh, so he's out of the was he? he wasn't in. He wasn't in. Uh... He did play like eleven series or something. Foxtrot, which is like oh, half yeah, a okay. season, yeah. but it's, that's like yeah. that's like more than a split. Really, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah, fair yeah. to say okay. he shouldn't be counted. Okay. Yeah, I'm not counting fair him play. anyway. Um, so for me, there's like three candidates that are actually decent rookies this time. Obviously, Exekick, uh, like should be in the conversation. Uh, Yike, of course, like has to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and Photon, who I would class as a rookie because obviously he didn't play an LCK. He played an LCK Challengers, so I think it's fair to say that he is a rookie. Uh, and it's kind of wild to think that you had two players on Vitality in Photon and G2 who both individually performed really well, but also simultaneously highlighted this is probably the reason why you don't get one Chinese player, one Korean player, and then have a bunch of fucking European players. Like, you can have two players playing at an extremely high level, and even perks at certain points when they had the 2v2 down, like the mid-jungle 2v2 down really uh, hard, playing at a decent level as well, and you still don't really do anything ultimately. So, yeah, uh, of the three, it's actually really difficult. I would argue that Photon probably showed the highest level of play. I think in his laning and his ability to play sides was like so beyond what anyone else was doing. And I think the reason I would go with him over Yike potentially is I think Yike was so enabled by what the other players on his team were doing that it made his job miles easier. Um, we were talking about this on EuroLeague. Like Yike will have like a very prescribed pre-game idea about how he's going to path. And his team is so often executing what they're meant to be doing to such a decent level that he just has no opposition to do it. For example, he'll take Graves, he'll start red side, he'll path down into his blue quadrant, and then immediately he just goes over to Krogs because he knows when he goes over, Hansammer and Mickey X will have pushed the other bot lane under tower. Every time, like without fail. So it's like, okay, yeah, he's, you know, he's diffing enemy jungle, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, how much is him? It's very difficult to say, right? Like, I wouldn't begrudge anyone saying yike because to come in as a rookie and do what he's done is obviously exceptional. But I just think Photon being on an island in top lane and showing a huge gap, in my opinion, between his individual performances and the other top laners uh, in Europe, I, I'll, I'll say Photon. I think with Exekick, again, he de deserves a shout out. He's been exceptional. But um there have been better ad carries arguably in the league right like if someone said hands had performed better than exa kick i wouldn't argue with you too much i think photon's been above and beyond so yeah i'll, I'll say photon photon <laughs> for rich there what about you Thorn? yeah the tricky thing on this for me is whenever we're picking players i also care about things like how much are you like the main player of your team to you get the results so the funny thing is like that's the best argument for exa kick is like he basically was the main win condition like that that was how they played that was how they got their leads that was who had to carry the game and he still went pretty far in the split but the problem is and by the way on the yike one i'll dismiss that immediately i'm like low-key a yike hater Although, man, it's not really like, it's one of those ones where I'm not a hater of the player himself. Like, there's no reason to hate him. I just hate the hype around him. Like, the joke is, you know, because eventually Vitality, like, obviously tumbled off the edge of the cliff. The joke is, people actually want to make it that, like, bores overrated. It's the other way around. Even though Yike just won the split in dominant fashion. Like, I just don't believe it's real. Like, here's the problem. Do I think he does any of that shit if he's in Yankos' spot on Team Heretics? I just don't buy it. I don't believe it. Do I believe he could have played even half those champions on that team? No. Do I think he would like 1v9? No. I think what would happen is he'd get invaded some games. He'd try invaded himself and get a bad start. I think he'd have a laner that was behind that you tend to... I think there's so many things could have gone wrong. So what I'll say is this. In the context of what he was given... He got everything he needed out of it and did a good job. But I kind of feel like some of it's a bit fraudulent. And, and essentially, what I'm doing is I'm planting the seeds now. We'll see in future splits. I think that that, that will pay dividends. And you'll see that when, when he doesn't have all the winning laners and when literally his solos aren't like ahead almost every game, I think you'll quickly find out he's, he's a little bit... He's just a rookie. Like he is a rookie. So the problem I have is I think reasonably I'm going to go with Photon because I actually think... Like here's the difference. Bo actually 
part of what ruined his game is he had to start just ganking the butt all the time and stupid shit like that. So that actually ruined his individual play. Because Photon's just a top laner. Fort the good good news about a top laner, remember the bad news about top laner is you're on an island. The good news is you're on an island. So if they're all mm -hmm. fucking up over there, you just stay on your island and you can actually perform well and show you're really good. And I thought this guy genuinely, I'm not exaggerating, I don't even know if he had bad games this split, mate. Like if I went back, I think I'd even have to dive into whatever like his worst game is and see like what the context because I thought almost every time like the camera was on him, I was watching him, he had picks that made sense. I thought he was just the best. Like I'm with Rich, he was easily the best top laner for me. And the joke about that is like, yes, obviously I'm a slight broken blade hater, but I don't think broken blade was even close to outshining him, mate. Broken blade had everything. So I think I've got to give it to Photon because as Rich says, unlike Bo, he hasn't really been in another region. Yes, he was in like the essentially the equivalent of ERLs in the other regions. That's true, but that doesn't that, that doesn't count yeah. and by the way as an aside i do think that is one thing from years ago they always should have fixed in the lcs and the ulcs the rule always should have been it's only rookie based on major region status like there's no fucking you come from the lck and then rock up like you're not the rookie are you like that's just that's just an abuse of the term and because remember it's about the spirit of the award the spirit of the award is celebrate a player <coughs> who's just coming into pro play which in this case for photon there's another thing mad respect for being fucking korean walking into a team with all like crazy personalities and different national and then just carrying the game every time like just mad respect and also if people don't know because obviously some people don't pay attention specifically to players just watch the team this guy can do what all the others can't he can play both styles of top lane yeah we've had that so rarely ever in lec this guy can for real do it so i thought he was amazing mate. and also another one where i had no expectations for this player i was all about the bo guy about perks the joke is i was more hyped about neon than i was about photon i actually thought maybe the photon guy ends up being a weak spot and like oh no he's probably the best player by the way, just one thing for people who, because I think I, I would imagine that the community consensus on this would be, oh, it has to be Yike. Uh, like the best way I can kind of summarize why I wouldn't have it as Yike, and maybe I think Thorin kind of alluded to this as well in uh, speaking about Yike. There are a lot of junglers, and typically the jungler's job is to enable his teammates, right? And in my opinion, we have not actually yet seen that. Uh, I'm sure it has happened in individual games, or whatever, but it's typically been oh my God, look at Yike popping off because he was enabled by his teammates, right? Yep. So for me, until we see him in that spot, which, you know, presumably will happen at some point uh, internationally or whatever, where, you know, it has to be the other way around or so on. It's hard to like fully buy in in that sense. I would say I'm a bit more positive overall on him in the sense that I do think he's just good in general, like no matter what, uh, based on what I've seen so far. But yeah, it, it is, it's a bit different to... Uh, you know, when you have got three winning lanes uh, most of the time to when, you know, you have to be the one to get your struggling lanes ahead. So, yeah, we need to see that. But this way, just to put all cards on the table, I think Jankos and El Yoya are better than him. And in fact, El Yoya yeah. would be my touchstone example. El Yoya, when he came into Mad Lions, is what people think Yike is. They think he's just some stud jungler. Mm. No, El Yoya had a way worse team when he came in there. He had fucking armor and people in the humanoid just inting in the mid lane half the time, like, and cars he couldn't play fucking ADC. Like, that guy's a monster. In fact, you've even seen it now, by the way, in the in the lesser Mad Lions teams. The joke is, even when they bombed this last world, El Yoya was good. Like, that guy is just legit, like an actual fucking feed on at jungle. Yeah. I don't know yet about Yike. For me, it looks more like a guy with talent where I'll have to see him sort of put in hard situations before I know how good he is or not. And look, the sad thing, by the way, as I alluded to there is, I actually think for real, if you could have put Yankos on any team with contender status, dude, even SK, he would be in this, I mean, he wouldn't be the rookie one, but he would be like a, a <laughs> jungler fucking discussion, mate, for real. Like, I think yeah. even on Heretics, like, I think he's the only reason they even got where they got to, mate. Like, they had no business being good, that team. Fair play. Yeah, I think it definitely speaks a lot of, uh, to Photon's praise, the fact that he is, 
a Korean on a team of Europeans and a Chinese jungler. And by what it sounds like, Bo kind of Bo and Perks are certainly the kind of uh, dominating personalities in the team and kind of structure the way that that team plays the game. And and for Photon, he's kind of just doing his own thing, exactly as you said, Dorian. Like benefit, you're on a you're on an island, so you just kind of do your own thing. And his own thing was was pretty good. It was quite easy from an eye test standpoint to see. Uh, how, how well he was playing and fair play to him he did very very well moving on to our next awards here the unsung hero of the lec i'm not sure you're allowed to say uh thor uh, allowed to say yankos thorin because you've sung his praises all episode so you might have to choose someone else but if you really want to i suppose we can make a pass for that if that's what your heart really really decides um who is the unsung hero then of this split someone that Deserves a little bit more love. Now's our chance to be positive on this show and uh, give some credit where it's due. Rich, who's your unsung hero here for the winter split? Uh, I think I I have I have two two angles. I guess one would be Kobe. I think that uh, he's been the best player on an overachieving team. And they're just, let's be honest, they're just an unfashionable team, right? Like, no one is really <laughs> interested in Australis. No one really talks about Australis other in a negative context most of the time. Um, so to me, like, even though, for example, Jonghoon, who was, I think, even one, like, rookie of the split last uh, year or whatever, he wasn't a standout-ish to me, like, even in their wins. Like, he was fine. But I feel like Kobe was... The best player on that team and i feel like kobe is a player whose head is always on the chopping block or near the chopping block every off season of like there's so many upcoming ad carries in europe like who's going to take his place kind of thing yet he you know sticks around and then fans are kind of like oh why is he still in the league and then a few games and you're like oh that's why he's still in the league he is actually legit decent he actually has upside he's a really good late game team fighter so i think especially considering just how fucking horrible his mid laner was this split how many games Astralis won is really impressive, and that is basically down to the only guy who is a reliable carry on that team. Finn had a couple of games where he he did get ahead, and you know, so got a couple of solo kills and so on, and and did contribute in that sense. But basically, it was Kobe was the consistent force in that team. So I think he's probably my number one choice for the award. The second person I would consider putting in there would be my good old friend Sigenda and not for the reasons that you might think but for highlighting to everyone you know once and for all that if you think about making a really stupid roster decision for the sake of making a really stupid roster decision probably just shouldn't do it because in reality if on paper it looks like you're just making one player swap for one other player swap and it looks like a straight up downgrade probably just shouldn't do it should you should also probably calculate who was the leader on that team who was the winning mentality and driving force on you know that that the biggest voice on that team again we can reference the uh of course the excel vod that they put up as well to sort of get a glimpse as to, to some of those attributes probably don't trade down for someone who doesn't really talk that much and also is brought into play mm -hmm. carries and can't actually play carries so yeah, I think he's done a great job at highlighting this ridiculous fallacy that you just sometimes need to freshen things up to improve and that maybe you should just stick with a winning roster. So 
yeah, shout out to Segenda or I guess Rogue are more sort of, you know, responsible for that award I, than the player himself. I love this uh, so much. I introduced this as it's our chance to be positive and we can credit which credit's due. And Rich just twisted and warped nah, it into I'll, a way to I'll give it, I give it to Kobe. I give it to Kobe, but just an honourable honorable mention okay. to, to Segenda plus Rogue for, for that banger. That looked good, didn't it? I love that Fiora game he okay. played. That reminded me of LPL tops. Didn't it remind you of LPL tops? I thought it was really good when he played all those carries that odd one they can't play and it was really strange that they just gave up on that after like four weeks and he started playing Orn. i was like that's really weird because you had like the best ever western Orn player on your team but whatever why not pop off uh, life's full of mysteries isn't it rich what about you thorin though who's uh, who's your unsung hero for uh, by the way the just on that odd topic one thing i will say is that to me exposed who has just appalling analytical skills in league of legends because there were people for real where when many of us on shores pointed out you know Odor's like elo held on fucking xl and shigenda really isn't good and it looks like they need mm, let's see a player just like Oduamne. like there are actually morons whose real take was like what do you mean Oduamne is shit look at xl meanwhile <laughs> koi is really good like you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear anything I just said, did you? You just you didn't even hear anything about the players. You just looked at the standings and went, that, that doesn't make sense. Like, by your logic, for real, if you're that guy, if Messi ever plays for a shit team, then he was just shit the whole time by that logic. Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's so mad. So what I would just say on that one is, the joke is, I actually think most analysts I know think if Oduwande just played this split with Koi slash Rogue and it was the same team, they would have been the ones in the final with G2. Like, actually, they should have probably been the second best team. And the main thing letting them down was Shigenda. Like, almost everyone else in the team was good so on this one this is a tricky one and the reason why it's a tricky one for me is technically when we say unsung hero that doesn't actually have to be based on things like performance actually so in theory this part of the award you don't have to have played like into the finals etc obviously because in this scenario you could be like a good player on a bad team so i had two names for this one and it depends essentially how generous i am with the criteria because my first one i'll throw this out there quickly make it quick was my first thought was actually Wonder on Fnatic. Now, obviously, that's hard because mm. he only played three weeks and they wouldn't fuck all games. Although I will say, one thing people are unfair about compared to XL is Fnatic was in position to win way more games. Like, they almost beat, like, Vitality or something, right, at the beginning of the split. Like, they actually could probably have stolen two or three more wins, even with all their flaws. And probably, let's be real, should probably have made it to the group stage, etc. Where, where they would have been exposed, but at least they would have made it. Like, I actually think, if you look at the team overall, not just raw eye test, but also, like, functioning within the team, being a liability or not in the draft. I think Wonder was the best player on this team. Like, he actually looked, quite frankly, like... Bear in mind, he got flamed for the bad year when he had Reckless when he was in G2. He looked like he actually was the one piece that didn't give up and sort of kept going and tried to, even tried to still help people fix things in the draft and give up fucking... Like, if people don't know, Wonder really must have an insane mentality because it's one thing if you're, if you're on the super team of G2 and you're letting, like, bot lane and mid carry... He was letting them do it on this team with mid and bot. Don't even carry. He was just basically like, if you're a coach, you have no problems with wonder, in my opinion. So that's the quick one. But if you want one that's more like holistic for the whole split, and this is definitely someone no one's brought up. Like, because the problem with the Yankos one, Fox up is I think most people actually do get the sense that Yankos is like probably the best player on Heretics and like sort of did it. So I feel like he maybe mm. did get his props. But the one I'm going to pick right now is absolutely on brand for me. But I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to say Larson from fucking Koi. You've never yeah. heard this cocksucker's name said this split. Bro, what? This is the guy where he was in the Orny series where anyone really challenged G2, by the way, was that upper bracket final. And then also, think about all the teams in the league, right? Where all the teams, again, have these stud mid laners. You've got Caps, you've got fucking Niski, you've got Perks. Larson can just stand with all these fucking guys. 
He always does well in his lane. He's always good on his champions. He's never a liability in the draft. Like, yeah, he's not a super, he's not a pop-off player in the like traditional sense. He doesn't solo kill people. But I think, again, it's just another, this is what this whole guy's whole career is going to be like, by the way. He is the new frog. And he's just going to put in consistently <laughs> good splits with a very high floor. But because he didn't do the pop-off, here's the joke. The best reference point would be this. I think to an idiot fan who doesn't know League, they would think Certus is better than Larson because Certus only pops off. He doesn't, he'll have loads of games that are sauce and loads of games where he can only have certain champions, but you give him the right champion in the right moment and he can pop off. So to them, that's more exciting. I think Larson's mad underrated. I'll just throw a stat out here. This stat's a fucking banger, boys. So if I asked you greatest players to ever play in the LEC and EULCS, one of the first names out your mouth, better be Xpeke, the mid laner of Fnatic. He was basically the king of the EULCS. Here's a stat and a half for you, boys. Expecte in his time playing in the EU LCS slash LEC, there wasn't LEC, but I'm just turning it to make it all one term. He managed six times to finish top three in the playoffs. Larson just finished for the seventh time top three in the playoffs. Sit the fuck down. Like, I've never <laughs> seen a player this great, by the way, never get any plaudits ever. By the way, you know, genuinely, he's never been a true MVP candidate for any player, anyone ever in the league, except for me. He's never, ever been for all pro. For, he'd never get anything, mate. It's mental. Like, this guy, for real, I think, could 18-0 split him. Still wouldn't be first team fucking mid. Like, they'd give it a caps or something. So, I think he's just unsung because, like, I've never seen a player this good just get no hype at all. And it's not like his team was irrelevant. His team beat SK. The team everyone was saying in the groups was going to beat them. They fucking won the group. Oh, remember, Vitality was there. They were supposed to be the best team in the league. Then they went to the playoffs. Were the only team to give G2 a competitive game. That could have gone to five games. Like, mate... He plays the most influential role in the whole league and the region, in the history of the region. Mid lane is always what you win from. So to me, I think it's just mental that you sort of like had an invisible split. No one flamed him, but he just had an invisible split. It's so bad. Koi in general, by the way, has that problem because they weren't supposed to be there. Unlike Mad Lions, it's not a cool story. They're also not a sexy team, so no one gives a fuck. In fact, I think when Koi does well, everyone just hates on the league. <laughs> yeah. I think he's the opposite. Like you said, you, uh, you said Certus was like, he only pops off. I get Larson does pop off occasionally as well, but he's he is the most like reliable kind of foundation brick and mortar. Yeah, you know, if you're a coach, that's what player. you want your mid laner to be. Yeah, where you just rely on him. He's going to give you this every game. And by the way, when I said that stat about all the top threes, he's the only player in all of those. Every other player's mm. been swapped out. Remember, it used to be him and Inspired, and he had fucking Vander with it. They've all been oh, no, they've all been swapped out. Tony Larson, like the joke is Larson is the system. Yeah. The spoiler, <laughs> yeah. that's a real point. If you have a really good mid laner who farms well and can play all the mages, that's like the foundation of a great fucking EU LCS team, boys. Like, just look historically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on it, that's that's a fair point, honestly. I'll give you that. As much as it is on brand for you, I still think that is proper quality. Bad stuff. on brand, like, mate. Even the fact that I've dubbed <laughs> him like the new Froggins, fuck it. Yeah, let's keep, let's keep rolling. Even when Froggin yeah. leaves, I'll find a new one. Don't worry about it. It seems I've sort of done it with upset. I've made always him be a frog. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's a good comparison, though. Honestly, I can't, I can't even argue against it. Fair play. Okay, let's move on to another exciting award here. The uh, the leader award. This is always a fun one to give away. Uh, I always make Rich uh, explain what this award means, but I feel like I've been around long enough that I can give it a pop myself. Go on, try, you, try yourself first. Come on. It's the player that comes in yeah. with the highest expectation. Yes. And falls flat on his ass. Yes. After hitting his face first, it's kind of like a forward kind yeah. of like tumble thing, like you would see in the cartoons. That is the leader award. Am I am I correct? More or less, yeah. It's the biggest More discrepancy or... between high expectation and. Uh... It's basically the EU Dardy Award. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. The, who? So we have the EU Darde Award. Who was the EU Darde of this split? Um, I've been to, I've been to Rich a few times to firstly have nice with Thorin. Who was the EU Darde? Right, here's the thing. This is also one where obviously there's so much wiggle room potentially in how you contextualize it, but I'm going to make it like a Dardy Award where it's more like coming into this is your expectation. So I'm actually mm. going to say, even though this is probably out there because I'm sure people can take like great players from past splits, but I'm taking that separate because, spoiler, later we have one where it's about somebody who went down. So I'm going to say, I actually think I'm going to take Jack Spectra from fucking Team Heretics. And the reason why is, a lot of people don't know this. Bro, if you ever go and look... This is the player they were all hyping up the ERLs yeah. for fucking years. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, it turns out they were even right. By the way, you know, K-Corp fans were right. Actually, they should have kept this guy over reckless. He actually looked better in ERLs and probably even in LEC. Like, but I will say, he just didn't deliver like people claimed. Like, people made it. The joke is, he should have done what Exekick did if people's hype was to be believed. Whereas instead, I actually think, look, he's fine on his team. And in the LEC, he can certainly play in the LEC and he has his champions. But he's not like, pretty swift. I'm making my list of AD characters. I don't even think he'd be top three or top four. Like, he's he's not that relevant. So, to me, I don't know. I d I'm just not a big fan, personally. I can get Fair why people thing. hyped him, but I don't, think, I don't think he delivered it, unfortunately. And what about you, Rich? <laughs> who's uh, who's your leader of the split? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually said this on an award show ages ago. Like, one of the first ones that, that we did with uh, Jack Spectra, which is... Jack Spectra is not a bad player. The problem is there have been so many people in the scene just hyping him into oblivion. He's just not that guy. And to me... The... You know, it's K-Corp in general. That's like probably the worst thing about their fan base. They just ultra-hype players to a level they can't possibly reach, you know. Yeah, I mean, with with Jack, obviously, um, on Heretics and winning um, uh, that, that EU Masters final, that was against Exekick, right? So it, it, just from a pure results-based thing, you know, people are like, oh, well, the, the best two ADCs in the ERLs were... Firstly, not even sure about that. Secondly, if you actually watch that series, it was so obvious that Exekick was the better AD carry. And for me, he was always the one that was destined to go on to, you know, join the, the higher echelon rather than, rather than Jack. So Jack's definitely in the conversation. I would sneak in some... I think he qualifies because he left the league and came back, which is reckless. Again, keep in mind, it's from like a hype perspective, not a all the okay. analysts have sat around a no, table no, sure. perspective. Because if you, again, if you watched K Corp last split, you wouldn't say, fuck me, like, how are we being denied this this version of Reckless in the LEC? You're like, well, this looks like a bit of a down split, let's be real. But when it was announced that he was coming back, obviously the hype was very high. So I think his level of performance versus the inevitable hype that comes with Reckless. You know he has to be in that conversation at least um but no i think i think it kind of has to be jack just because as well it's the more sort of uh black and white player we haven't seen in the league coming into the league and he's had years now like multiple years of people hyping him into oblivion so yeah for me it, it does kind of have to be jack spectra I feel like there's a really too much to argue about that one i think it's a fair point i mean every time every time that this uh any ADC move in the last two years, either in the ERLs or in LEC, Jack Spectra's name comes up like, oh, we should have got Jack Spectra. What about Jack Spectra? All that kind of stuff. And he's, it is his, you know, I, I've, I'm not giving up on him, but I think it's fair play. Like the, the hype was just at a level. I don't even think it's his fault. Like it was just un, like he was set up to, to do from the start, really. I don't think he was in a position to, to succeed from those expectations coming in at all. Moving rapidly now to our next 
Oh, by the way, sorry, very quickly, someone I forgot, yeah, yeah. an unsung hero, is uh, Crowney. He was really good. Oh, that's true. I knew thought that. Yeah, true. Yeah, forgot about him. So, yeah, shout out, yeah. Shout out to Crowney. Yeah, fair play. The least annoying <laughs> broadcast talent. I love how that's phrased, as if they're all annoying, but which one was the least annoying? Um, I feel like out of from you guys ender's outfits are probably not going <laughs> to win this award though i'm going to say it i'm going to say it and this might this might make me some enemies on this show i feel like as as the split went on i i started rating his his fits a little bit more though personally the juxtaposition between his fits and the other people on, on the broadcast is still a little bit jarring but anyway that's what is that what this is about? Maybe a little bit. I'm going to answer this first and foremost as the broadcast talent for the LEC. By the way, just as an aside, I'll say the I'll say the the line that's a fucking banger because it'll hurt people's feelings. So I, you know when everyone says like, "Why are you critiquing his outfits? Like he should just wear what makes him comfy." No, no, no. Because here's the problem. That's the same logic that women use. Who when they you put like pictures on Instagram, people they say like, "Oh, don't make comments about me." Right? They'll say I do that. I wear the clothing for myself. Well, here's the line. Then just leave it on the camera reel. Why would you upload it to the internet? By definition, when you upload it to the internet, you want people to look at it. Now, you might only want certain people to. So in this scenario, you can't just tell me he's just wearing what makes him comfortable. No, that's not the case because he's doing his job now. He's wearing that for our benefit so that we see him with it's all intentional. Like people can't people are doing this thing that I think is so stupid, which is look, you can like people wearing unusual outfits or even that fit. That's one thing. But this thing where you act like I'm the weird one for commenting on, like, why is this guy dressed like a fucking character out of like a fucking David Lynch movie from that. I'm not the weird one. I'm not the weird one in that equation. You all, by having to pretend that's normal and there's nothing strange about that and that's just broadcast outfit, you're the weird ones. There you go. I just had to get that run off. All right. <laughs> run there you go. Let's move on to the award, the least annoying broadcast talent. Love you, Ender. Um, do, aside from the fits, do think you're good. You are good. No, Ender, Ender is... Yeah, no, Ender is quality. I think he's, he's growing on me for sure. Um, I, okay... Easy peasy, hands down, Dagda. No questions asked. Dagda is a quality, a quality League of Legends caster, okay? He knows his shit. He's got charisma. He's got a nice sounding voice. He's got good on-camera presence. And he gets along with everyone. So he's got good chemistry with basically everyone that he casts with. I might be biased because I've worked with him a lot. And he is, like, the nicest guy ever. And for what it's worth, esports, especially behind the scenes and when it comes to like uh broadcasts and and, and and whatever needs more nice guys as far as i'm concerned like he there's not a bad bone in this guy's body dagda okay the only bad thing about him being on lec is that it's a crime it's taken him this long to get there if it wasn't for all the kind of like the politics and the clicks and the 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 insiderisms that come alongside with with esports he would have been on it like three or four years ago it's not that suddenly he's you know he's worked his way up and he's 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 gone through the trenches of of, of doing the, he wasn't even like being used in the uk scene at some point but like doing the, you know going through the uk scene and then doing like the nordics and then doing eu masters and all that stuff like he's not had to like grind and grind and grind so that he's gotten better and refined his craft he's always been this good he's always been a quality broadcast talent it's just that now the ecosystem is set in place that they could bring him on to the broadcast because he went through through LPL and whatever and because LEC's kind of changed its policy with how they uh, introduce talent. 
So that's my answer and a bit of a rant as well there. I think Dagda's absolutely smashed it. I love him and I, 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 he's just quality. He's really quality and um, he is the least annoying broadcast talent. What about you two? Who do you think is the least annoying broadcast talent? Thorin, you felt like you had a bit of a reaction to what I was saying, so I'll, uh, I'll give you the floor and see what you want to say. I didn't take Dagda, but I actually did have him as like my honourable mention, as it were, because what I was also going to say was I, I do actually think he's a, not only is he a very good caster, but he's a perfect for this category because he's one of the most amiable people you'll probably yeah. ever see. On, like, I don't know anyone who yeah. either dislikes his style. Dude, it's actually quite telling because remember, having like quite a harsh, well, just a strong Irish accent, plenty of people could dislike that. I don't think anyone even dislikes I mean, the joke is, I always made this joke on my shows. It's almost perfect for him that he came along in the era when RNG was really good because that whole thing where he says, like, orangey um, even sounds like some funny, like, fucking... <laughs> almost sounds like his tagline, doesn't it? Like, it just works. Like, when you hear that, you know him instantly. And I also yeah. did think he was the clear best person on those broadcasts in um, LPL. I also think people like Lyric are very good as well, but he, the difference is he has the whole thing, like I say, on camera, amiable, can play along, can be the straight man in this scene. But... My answer remains the same from before. It's biased as fuck, but inherently it's biased. I'm picking who's the least annoying. My answer will nearly always be law because I actually think mm. she never, I, there's never a moment on camera or her talking that's ever awkward or annoying to me. Like, actually, one of the things I think goes a bit too far on LEC is because that it's become known as like a star maker region and you can display your crazy fits or silly schemes or people, especially the casters. The casters are way too horny in the LEC. They just talk over each other all the time. They won't let the other guy get a joke off. If he starts making a joke, they, like a react bot, just start saying out their mouth words of what their mm. brain's thinking based on him trying to deliver a joke. Yeah, you have to understand, by the way, guys, it's a good job. You know, they invite any CSGO people there. It's a good job I don't work a riot because I would just fucking set some of these people in their place. I just sort of tell them before and like, by the way, when I speak, you don't speak in that section. You'll notice when I stop speaking, then you jump in like, because they ruin each other's gags, mate. And they're all, because the problem is they're all so horny to be the star, to say the line, to be, to get in with the fun. And what I think Law does instead is she is the chill factor in the background. She just fucking smooths it all out. She is, she is a fucking like, soothing balm compared to that raging intensity of the rest of the broadcast. I think she just makes it all work, mate. I love her. I think she's sick. Yeah. She's great. What about you, Thor? Uh, what are you, throwing? You rich. Who's your least annoying broadcast? I talent? think, because we talked about this last time, like this exact thing, because I think Thorin may have... I also like the way I did a rich there. Like the section you noticed, Fox, though, was least annoying talent. I just used yeah. it as a springboard to get all the annoying talent. Out of <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Whatever, go on. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. We'll True. Yes. It's got to be... <laughs> what the show is about really let's be honest <laughs> what about yeah, you Rich? yeah no i think we talked about this last time because i think thorin either mentioned even either mentioned her or picked her last I think time i picked the last I, time if and i yeah, my, my opinion is like slightly different like, i think law's good but my problem is that uh with law is that she's uh a large part of her role role has always been interviewing and as i said last time like I actually don't think she's very good at interviewing. I think she's better than a lot of the other people who've done it, but I don't think she's very good. And I think this was actually highlighted. I actually thought Trouble did a yes, better job. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought this was highlighted. No, but that's the other by... thing. Laura also hosted a lot more, and I thought she was way better at hosting, man. Yeah, I, I thought that Troubling actually are... She killed it, yeah. Actual real questions. Actual questions you I, might You know what? She might actually deserve to. the Unsung Hero Award, because I, I agree with you, mate. Those like interviews with the coaches were actually telling. They got yes. in good info. It was legit. Yeah, yeah but it, it was the first first time when i thought oh this person's actually watched the game realized that they can't ask a million questions so they're going to concisely get questions out which gives the other person a platform to actually tell you things that you might want to know the answers to and for me as i said because it has been you know a large part of what law's done in the past i just think trouble was just straight up better at that and that was the first time that she's really done it so i'm actually just going to say troubling 
to be honest. I think that um, it's the first time where I've actually watched some of the interviews because I was like, oh, I might actually get, might actually hear something I want to hear. For me, stuff like PGL and all these other things is still a bit rubbish. Like, I do actually think in some aspects, like, you know, overall and in terms of place and history and all the rest of it, I think Shox is great. I think she does a lot of things well. But I do think sometimes she just kind of goes through the motions to a point where you can have a 15-minute, like, PGL section. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? That was just a complete nothing burger for 15 minutes. So, yeah, I'll say, uh, I'll say trouble. By the way, also the other thing about Troublelink that's mad based, and you have to be from the UK to know this, is because I believe she actually like lived in the UK or worked in the UK yeah. at some point in time. Obviously, yeah, she yeah. has like a full-on fucked-up Greek-infused yeah. London accent, yeah. where for real, she can do that thing all the Americans love, like bottle of water or whatever, where there's no teas in it. Like That is how she speaks for real. I, I think it's mad endearing, though, because it's so weird to hear someone, like, especially you know this, Rich, from the Forgiven days. Like It's so alien to think she and Forgiven are from the same yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Like, the joke is, even by the end, I could still not understand some of the things Forgiver was saying. <laughs> yeah, she she's been all over the shop as well. Like her her accent is just a smorgasbord of everything. It's and when I first heard her speak, when I first worked there, I was like, "Well, here's the joke. We'll tie it together here, Fox Rob. She has more of a British accent than fucking Cadrill on camera." Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like if I asked true. you which one of them comes from London, well, you'd pick fucking Troublink instantly, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it is. It's, it's how that works, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy shit. All right, let's move on away from from broadcast talent because we don't want to be in the spotlight, especially European broadcast talent. We don't we don't want none of that, do we? No, we want to be in in the shadows where we belong. Let's go back to the players, of course. That's why Lucy and League of Legends is all about. Who was the most Elo held player of the split? And if you're not really sure what Elo held means it's uh essentially the player that was held back the most by his team who played really well despite his team being utter garbage uh, most elo held rich who's getting this award for you there's definitely a, a bunch of candidates i feel like for this uh again i could mention kobe because you know there were times where well most time he didn't have a mid laner Half the time he didn't have a jungler half the time he didn't have a top laner i think jonghoon was generally fine but i think kobe always like output you know a decent level of play despite uh despite that the problem with giving kobe as an answer it's like okay then where do you put him and say oh that would have given him a much better platform it's like would he have been better than those players that you're replacing him with so i probably yeah, wouldn't go for kobe but i think he's worth a mention yankos i think is another one where yankos just had some like set games where you're like oh shit yankos is still yankos and then you look at his team and you're like does it matter that Yankos is still Yankos? So I think he's an obvious one. And then you could also go with either Bo and or Photon, right? Like, I think either of those you could make uh, arguments for. The problem with that is there is, like, the team synergy and language barriers and stuff all plays a part. So, again, it's like, okay, you can say they're being held back by teammates. But, again, where do you put them and then not have them bring those issues to that team, in, in a sense? So... Yeah, it, it's kind of difficult. I think I would probably go for Photon, though. I think I would go for Photon because, again, he, to me, was the guy who was just doing his job to the best of his ability and the best of any ability of anyone in, in Europe in top lane. Uh, and what the fuck's going on on the rest of the map? Bot lane's just inting yeah. half the time. Like, Neon and Kaiser just didn't work this split. Like, let's be real. Uh, generally, like, uh, perks early with uh, the 2v2 with Bo, like, looked really good. But obviously, the longer things went on and went into playoffs, like, a lot of those 
team aspect seemed to collapse. And because Kaiser was never really synergized with Bo and stopped coming mid a lot of the time, the rest of the map did just kind of fall apart and Photon just left there like, uh, I'm still really good at top lane, by the way, and I'm winning all my lanes. And it's like, what more can he do, right? And I think, again, the nature of being in top lane and that role and being on an island you can feel the most elo held. Like if you play solo queue and you play top and you're smashing your lane and the rest of the map is collapsing, it, it does almost feel like, you know, there's a war going on in another country that's just like decimating every <laughs> all the good that you've done and there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah, I'll I'll say Photon. I mean, you could also, if you watch the fucking XL video, you could be like, fucking hell, poor Otto, you know, like listening to the whole of the bottom, again, the bottom side of the map's just not talking at all and whatever. But I think... um he didn't show like some really good level of performance or something individually to to say that you know he was elo held this split right so yeah i'll say i'll say photon uh, photon is elo held for rich what about you thorn yeah the problem is i'll actually start like with the last one he said that Otto, i'm there if you're gonna go by people's like gut reaction of like the like when people mean elo hell they usually mean for real like you're just way lower level than you deserve to be by that definition like on roster alone it would be auto there but like rich says the problem is partly because he himself is like a supportive element of a team he couldn't like 1v9 like it's not that sort of player like if he what the joke is if auto there was photon actually he would win this instantly in that walks he could have then carried a bunch of lanes and stuff whereas like you saw even the odd game the joke in xl is they even gave auto his fucking classic rogue games where it's like here's your but remember, no one's gonna ever help you. Oh, you died. You're just bad at carries. Like they even did that. Like that. For some reason, every single split they have to do where Lucy gets the football for Charlie Brown. Like, come on, kick the foot. They have to do that with carries with Oduamne for about five years now, mate. Just because he made the mistake of admitting in an interview, like, yeah, I probably didn't want to play carries instead. So like now, the sad thing is, I even think he himself has totally been like fucking conditioned to believe. Like, I am the weak side player. Well, spoiler, there's no. The, the joke is there is no other side of the map that's strong. Like you actually were the best player mm -hmm. so if i go beyond that because i agree his raw performance and he only played three weeks i think it's between these two it's either yankos or crowley in my opinion and i sort of mm -hmm. tie it into a little bit of rich's thinking which is also if i'm making it that they're elo held i do think like you said about Kobe. Because Kobe is more like the Odo Amno one again. It's like the team's just so bad and you're having some good game. The problem is, if you put Kobe into any of the top teams, do they do better? No, they probably do equally the same or worse. So the difference is, I think Yankos and Crowley are different in that sense, though. Like, if I take Crowley and I put him on Mad Lions, bro, they'd be right in this mix. They might even be like, they could maybe win this motherfucker. He was playing really well, especially those first two phases. And then obviously... Um, I think Yankos is one where, like, that one's more tenuous. So I think maybe I'll actually take, I might even take, actually, no, I'm going to go with Yankos for this one. Here's the reason why. Because I think both his actual, like, eye test performance was pretty good. I will admit, you have to know a little bit more about jungle. Like, I have people I can consult with on these things and ask them, like, what was going on here? And then they can sort of tell them. But basically, I actually thought he did almost everything he could. And then the worst thing in his case is his best strength as a jungler, that's why he was in that super team, is servicing, like, God-tier mid laners. You give him perks and caps. Then, like, the joke is, if he had have been an XLA, he'd have had Vethio. I'm telling you right now, I think it's different. I think mm. that would have changed around. It would have been fixed. So the problem is, in his team... Guys, he probably had two of the worst solos in the whole league. That's not even hating on them. I even think the games where people like Evie and fucking Ruby looked good, I just put that on fucking Peter Don. Like, he just, how he finessed the draft every week to get fucking Cassante top and then get like the Azir for Ruby. Like, I don't know how he did it, mate. He just was fucking, he must have just been doing some like magician's misdirection. Like, well, look at the flashing thing. Oh, I've got this thing over here in my pocket. Like, I don't know how he did it, mate. So, Yankos, in my opinion, if you take him off that team, this team, they wouldn't, might not even have made the groups, mate. Like, that's. 
that's one where because the crowny one's more like like I say, I think on a better team he would be better. He also had slightly better players, though you'd have mm. to say than these other two teams I'm talking about. So I'll go actually with Jankos in the sweet spot in the middle. The, the, I think he was good and I think he could have done much more for another team. The Cassante thing is actually mental. Mad, isn't it? Like how and, but the thing is, Peter himself and other people like around the all were memeing it like of yeah, the yeah. first week and everyone was yeah. like ha and i think even the expectation was they knew like he oh, he'll just never get it like awesome that we managed to bank those games or whatever he'll never get it yeah. and he just kept fucking getting it every single time like it's so stupid man like some people in league like in 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 coaching like get so in their own head or like bogged down yes. by hubris that they just constantly mm. make these mistakes they always underestimate comfort and people who take advantage of comfort it's like on a smaller scale like Odo in worlds it's like everyone knew Maokai was now playable and it's like maybe possibly the best Maokai player in the world at least in top lane is playing his favorite like gets to play his favorite champion do you ban it no he plays it next game do you ban it no it's like, how is this guy allowed to play this champion more than once how is ibi allowed to play Cassante more than like twice it's so stupid the only thing i would like i think yankos is like a, a great shout and definitely someone i would put the only thing i would push back even though you mentioned it already slightly on the crowny thing is i think all elements of crowny's team had very positive elements to them like yeah, Ad adam it wasn't was, a terrible team yeah adam was very good in moments shio had a good ricky split in in moments even the 2v2 like labrov was pretty good like those two together in lane were good and nuclear and improved so yeah um but no yeah i think yankos is a great shout i can't even remember who who did i even say in the end did i say yankos as well I can't remember. Uh, no, it's a photo. No, you, photo. You've said four times. No, no, yeah. yeah. By the way, I get the context for that, even though I would disagree because obviously he had born fucking perks. Like, the, the context for him is he could actually be the champion that split if his team yeah. did better. Imagine yeah. if Photon was on Rogue, by the way. Uh, sorry, Koi. Like, if you, if, yeah. if, it, if, it, if you had to... I mean, you still obviously don't have the comms or the leadership because, again, spoiler alert, not to, you know, stick on it for too long, but that team's pretty mute as well. Larson doesn't speak much. Maorang's Korean doesn't speak much. Trimby says fuck all other than screaming in team fights or getting like, you know, super emotional. <laughs> and Comp is an AD carry, never fucking talks either. I mean, he's, you know, he says what an AD carry says. So they did actually just completely select all and deleted the comms. This will actually help your point, Rich. This is also, remember, who is the GM of fucking Koi? It's Fly and Freddy122, also had previously as coached. There were even the cocksuckers on Rocco brought that profit guy in. They've even signed like random Koreans that fucking no one knew to. So the joke is they even could have done that move, mate. It would even be on brand for them. Yeah, I mean, but instead they had to, for some reason, I'll never understand. Pick Shigen. You know the maddest thing about the Shigenda topic that no one brings up, dude? People are too fair to him. They only judge him on this split. And we're going to pretend we never saw this guy play previously. First of all, I saw him winning you Masters, what, like three years ago or something? That was ages ago. People act like that was last split. And then, are we going to pretend he was never on Vitality? We just pretend that never happened like guys that's the maddest thing about the shigenda angle for me it was like it was a he was dead on arrival you know what i mean like no it's it was worse. Never any hype for it, me. no this is <laughs> this is actually even worse i spoke about this more on euroleague it's even worse not only that but when shigenda was on vitality the exact same thing yeah happened. you're right first yeah. few weeks he plays carries he's a carry player did you see what he did in the eu master blah, blah, blah. carries 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 
oh no, he can't play carries at the LEC level. So what are we going to do? Put him on tanks. And what actually happened is he basically benched himself because he still wanted to play carries, but they didn't because it, their, their top side was too weak when he played carries. So they wanted to put him yeah. on all the tanks. He benches himself for SLT and he's gone. That's him out of LEC. LLT. And you, you just, you've just ran it back again. You've just run back the same scenario. Same right, here's the joke for you, Mitch. Here's the joke. Do you know why Fly specifically signed Shigenda? Because he looked at Shigenda and he was like, here's a guy who can't really do his job and what he's hyped up for and can hold down an entire team from being the best. I see a little bit of myself in the guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Go on, let that go. Like, uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, it's just I like give a fuck you, you have if you're if you're coy, you have two options. One is a lot more like easier and safer than the other. You either keep Oddo because spoiler alert, you won the best team in Europe. So guess what? It's a reasonable thing to want to stay as the best team in Europe, right? Or give yourself the best chance. Or you do flip it on some monster talented carry only like uh, Eastern player, like. You don't go for the fucking guy who's been in the ERLs. Like, it's so whatever. But let's move, move it along. Let's go next. Next one. Next it's such topic. a it's such a shame with Agenda though, because like watching him in the ERLs, he was so dominant. He was so good. Like, I, he was he was one of the yeah, few players. Sure. Yeah, you you watch him, uh, and I was like, God, I can't wait to see this guy in LEC. I was really actually quite hyped to see him. It's it's disappointing that he's. Uh, it's the most gate kept role in in Europe though. Like whenever you have all these top laners that come, and again, we're probably going to see another. Or there's a very good chance we'll see another one happening with a scoring if he does end up, or a scoring in or however he actually says it, who's going to replace uh, Wonder potentially. Like another player who during times like, oh my god, look at this guy's just bodying everyone in his ERL. Like he's so good. It's going to be the same shit. It was the same with irrelevant. By the way, irrelevant's like decent, right? But irrelevant came in as like this super dominant, like the best ERL top laner, and it's like he's slotted in in like the average column when it comes to LEC, right? That's usually like best case scenarios when these guys from the ERLs come in. Name a top laner who's come in from the ERLs like as a as a rookie or whatever and actually been good. When was the last time that it happened? Like, well, the joke I, is it probably Adam, but that's obviously a, a bit but more line, came, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and when he came in, he wasn't good. He's just he's good. He's like decent. Two years later, like uh, once he's gone and served yeah, his dues again. So yeah, it's it doesn't really happen very often. So uh, yeah, whatever. Fair enough. Let's move on to our next award. Next to be benched. Kind of the opposite, I guess, of most ELO held. What was the player that has a spot on, on an LEC? Right, here's the thing. We have, to, we have to change this one, surely, because the problem here is, like, we already know that there's been reported yeah. some of the moves, so we're not counting those, right? This is a, in yeah, theory, yeah. this has to be us speculating on someone who should be benched, yes. or, right? Isn't it something yes. like that? Yeah. Like, it like be, it's, yeah. it's just a bit silly if we both go, I think probably Targamas, you know, makes <laughs> yeah. like, well, everyone yeah. knows that's happening in here, you know, like, that can't yeah, be the yeah, answer, yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So anyone that we don't know already is going to get benched. Who do you think might potentially uh, see see it again? Like Neon, again, he's been reported to be benched as well. I think upset yes. might be looking to to replace the verbally him, right? agreement. Apparently, that upset John. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, can't pick him either. But who's it going to be? If you had to choose someone that hasn't already agreed to be benched, uh, who is going to go, uh, Mister Thorin? Right. 
if you notice, I normally like to do this. I'm very specific about like the words people use. I know I prefer to do this generally around who I think it is plausible will be benched by his org, not just like who I think should be benched. Because for example, if you remember past episodes on like last year, I think I picked Mercer the whole time. He's still in the league somehow. I don't know how. I don't know what <laughs> fucking he must have like the powers of mesmerism or something. Because I'm not seeing anything in the game. And spoiler, if you ever notice, watch this track record, you'll see this. I've had his coaching staffs, etc. On my shows, they never see his name ever. Ever, whether it's misfits, they don't say this guy's name. So, like, I don't know how he's in the league, but I just don't think he will be benched as a result. He's obviously he's fucking. He's got some way of like these are not these are not the drives you are looking for. He's got that shit, hasn't he? So somehow yeah. he just stays forever. So if I look at who's actually in the league, the problem is I actually think logically it might actually end up being another XL player. Like I actually think the other XL mm. one to me, um, I think the obvious one's Cersei, right? Because even though. Like we just discussed earlier, maybe the VOD comms make it not as bad. But the problem is, if you looked at that team, right, first things first, you're a moron if you kick the solos. Those two solos, it's so likely they can be good in a future split. To me, the jungler can fix everything. And the one thing they have in the ERLs, look, they don't always, it's a hit and miss, but there are tons of players in the ERLs that you can take as a jungler. There's people you can bring in, boys. So I just feel like even if it's going to be a rookie you bring in, I think that might be the move. Because I don't think, surely just benching Targarvis and changing coach isn't enough. That doesn't feel like enough on that team. It can't, I always say when a team's fundamentally really bad, it's never one player. Because one player can't hold a team down like four players are awesome. That usually means something fundamentally about the style doesn't work. Or maybe it's like two players you need to replace. Fair enough. I think that's a good shout. I was I was going to cry if you said like Vito. Because I know Vito... Was... No, no. I would never oh, bench shit. that guy, mate. This is where you just yeah. buy low and you just hope he pops off Literally. next week. Like, yeah. what, what a core of Odo Vito. Like, not, not only just like wise but just stylistically as well yeah, exactly. i really think they would work super well on a team together once excel fixes their shit it's over a few bitches but we did say that coming into the split and that did not work um, oh, but don't worry about it. <laughs> it's only days mate we've got three like what six more splits with the new format it's fine it's only one of them going through it's it's simple what about you rich who's your uh who's next to be benched so yeah, I'll, I'll go so yeah i'm viewing it as well in a similar vein in that it's most likely to be benched rather than me looking at every team and saying this guy is you know, like should be benched and from that perspective i'm going to go excel as well but i'm going to actually say vto purely on the basis of two two things so firstly mm. uh it's kind of one thing but in two parts firstly they brought in very early on abadage to be their sub and you can read as much or as little to, into that as you want except for this part two which is which oh astralis apparently again rumored and by the way i actually genuinely have no inside knowledge on this because i haven't bothered asking like i'm sure i could find out whatever so this is purely going off public information astralis apparently went to abadagi and asked him to be their mid laner and he said no and one of the reasons why i would assume People infer he would that say means no. he has a spot right yeah well not necessarily that he has a spot but he i think he probably feels fairly confident based on what either happened during the split or you know what he's been told in the off season or whatever that it could be very possible that he's uh going to play so on the basis that they brought him in to begin with and that he's apparently said no to astralis i assume that's something that is being looked at so from a likelihood perspective uh yeah i would i would probably say him 
By the mm. way, I actually hate that angle, though. Even though I know a lot of people share it, like it was the go-to angle on all the talk shows. Even when they hadn't finished the first phase, everyone was like, why don't you put Abby in for the last games? Here's why I say don't put him in. Because why is he available to be the fucking sub of XL? Because he was whack on 100 Thieves. Did no one see that last year on 100 Thieves? Joke is, he's one of the reasons they didn't go win another championship. Like, they were in the finals and he would just let you down. Like, the biggest problem Abbe has is this. He left Europe, if you're only a European fan, at the perfect time. He did the miracle run then he had the next year where he was pretty good yeah. and then he left right when it was like he was at his career stock peak and then what you remember if you're an EU fan is the first split you go oh and then he came and he won the championship but you forget the last year you deleted that so all I'll say is this isn't like a case like in my opinion like Jizuki where like they definitely have the game still just for some reason they just got like blackballed out of the industry I think Abedag isn't in for good reasons so the reason why I think that one's mad is like you're essentially saying I think Abedage can bounce back well why can't Vethio Matthews had one split ever with one bad set of players and didn't work. Abedagi looked bad with his best ever team. Come on, mate. Fair play. I, I actually kind of... I, I hear what you're saying, though. Who you, who like, you like mentioned? It's... Come on. No, nah, well, I would I would go for most likely as well. Okay. I, I kind of think I kind of think Kazi still needs to hit the hit the can. I don't know if there's been any. The problem is, him. I think Mac just loves him too much, mate. They just that team just as they're like in a fucking death spiral with Kazi. They're never giving him up, mate. He, they can't quit. Him. <laughs> it's like a sunk sunk cost fallacy, like <laughs> yes. fucking hell. He promised exactly. it would be different this time, and he's just like. <laughs> I mean, the problem is they went to the finals with him. So, like, even though in my yeah. opinion, he's one of the reasons they didn't win the finals. Like, to some people, that's that's, Legit, that's not a yeah. good association, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah, I'm just I'm really nervous what XM might do because like I don't want them to blow it up. I really don't. Like I think you've got a really sick core there. I just hope they they keep at it. What's already um, three weeks for fuck's sake? Can I at least get like five this, weeks? This, of the this team is the problem. All? Like even, <laughs> even with someone like Rux, who I know was like you know whatever and and target yeah, like I get making changes, but this is not like a split like we've known a split in the past. You know, this is a teeny split. Um, sure, I, I I understand that you've got you, you can still identify problems and want to fix them, but fucking hell, you don't give much of an opportunity to play League of Legends do you, before people give up on you, and it's like I do, your name I, could be tarnished in that in that short time. I do think one thing worth mentioning, and this is nothing to do with like how good or bad like uh, the coach, like for example, like uh, Young Buck is or whatever, but I do think stylistically for XL that the coaches that they bring in versus what they had is super important. Again, this isn't about quality. It's about what works with the team because XL, again, this has been talked about before publicly or whatever, they were like the best team for the like the winter scrims, as it were, like prior to the actual league starting. And then the sort of narrative was, but they never improved. It basically felt like there were, you know, when, when every team gets put together and there's new teams scrimming against each other, basically people are playing off individual ability and automatic synergies that are sort of created like instantaneously right and then the narrative mm -hmm. was that they just weren't they never improved like they weren't coached up and again that's no slight on on uh young buck or whoever the current coaching staff was but to me that does suggest that they it wasn't working like the the, the coaches with the team wasn't a good mix so i think if xl does get a better mix of coaching staff for them then that actually could, like, one roster move could just make a massive difference.
So. By the way, without telling any stories, like I'm not even saying this comes from him. All I'll say is, from knowing Oduamne for many years, he might actually be the ultimate player who should never go to the LCS. Because the joke is, for real, one thing that Oduamne critiques about coaching staff is if they're too nice and they don't flame the fuck out of him. He actually mm. wants the coaching staff for real. Like, the joke is he doesn't want a Peter Dunn. Or a Mac. He wants the fucking guy who's just like this. He wants like a Korean coach. Is the like jokes? Actually, I also get the vibe in that team. By the way, that's one of the other contrasts that maybe didn't work. Like I get the sense those other guys just want to be fucking coddled and pampered and told how lovely they are. Which means I think it probably was the wrong coaching staff to talent mix. You know. Yeah. What was that video? I think <laughs> was it the Chinese. Chinese league team. I can't remember. They lost a game on stage, and it's like it was, a video. I think it was WWE. Yeah, and their coach has fucking. It's the one where, if you remember, shit. he doesn't. He doesn't just. He literally not only calls them shit, but he says that because they're shit, he is shit. Yeah, that's how next level those coaches. Because you have to realize, by the way, those are coaches where like the pressure on them is insane too. Like they yeah. get fired if it doesn't work out, and they have the greatest stuff. So as a result, they treat you like a player does. It's like it's like if you're a star player, one of the reasons you become toxic is because the guy who's doing badly. It's like you're actually fucking my career up now, mate. You know what I mean? Like that's why you become like a. So there's even coaches do that over that, that, that region, mate. It's yeah, mad, isn't it? mental. When you read those subs, you are just like, is this real? Is it, is this translated correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was proper. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, hell, man. But yeah, fair play. Uh, let's move on uh, from next to bench to a more positive, please, topic here. The most improved player, which I'm sure means that one of you two is going to say, well, this guy was no, utter no. garbage and complete trash before, and now he's... Well, we're still on that one. Like, that, this question does necessitate saying that, though. So you are right. This one automatically has built into it. Trash yeah. in the past to say how good they are now. True. I guess. I guess you're not wrong on that front. But uh, who is the most improved player then from uh, either during the split as the split went on or from previously coming into the split and how, how uh, things have ended up? Rich, who's your MVP? Literally, who is the most... No, MIP, not MVP, excuse me. Who's the most improved player for the split? Uh, I think there are two candidates that I would go for, potentially. Um, one is actually Hillisang. I think Hillisang mm -hmm. was legit pretty good on MAD. Uh, I also We're think going that... off the last split, that was the contrast point for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think, obviously, compared to, like, his absolute peaks or whatever, you know, it, this would probably be one of his lesser good years, I guess. But I think compared to when we last saw him in action in LEC, he improved a lot uh, and wasn't inting particularly, like, that much. Um, obviously, still had his moments. But for me, there is a clear standout who deserves this, which is Nuclear Did he in. play a DC by any chance? No, Nuclear in. Nuclear in. Nuclear what the in. fuck? Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Mate, nuclear in. I think it, I think he's well, the, to be fair. I think he's the obvious okay. choice. I think the way I would put it, again, this is like at the end of when last seen in action, him and Dayor were like in a tier of their own. Like just do not deserve to be in the league, just horrible. And I think nuclear in was actually legitimately good in a bunch of games. Like, I think he was he was i'd have to think about the names but i think he was top five mid off the top of my head i think he was probably I top five I, th mid. I think if we put i think if you were on the stand right now i think we break in a few <laughs> Wait, okay let me just okay let me just very quickly but he was better than ruby he was better yeah. than uh you're humanoid. already in trouble okay that's two <laughs> better than there's, two. there's three there's three uh, I think you're stuck already. Vethio, maybe. Go on then. Yeah, Vethio, yeah. There's four. Four. So we're already in top six. We're already yeah, but you're not going to get another one. You're not going to find another one. 
I That's could it. argue that he was better than certain. You wouldn't. You wouldn't, though. That's the thing. Maybe if you have already made that right, point, you wouldn't argue fine, that. Fine, so. it, top yeah. six, he was, six, then. One of the six right. is good stuff. So, he, okay. he, yeah. he was yeah, worthy of a slot. He was worthy of a slot okay. this year. So, And I do think that is a big improvement because I think that it was just a case of him with him and Dayor. It's like, why are these people in the league? Like, there's so much mid They were the consensus worst like, mid in the league, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I say nuclear in. I thought he was fine. I get why you picked that, but my only problem with that one is, like, again, you have almost focused more on how shit he was before. <laughs> He's not actually even that good now by your logic. So my problem but... with that one is, like, there's two ways you can do this. Right? I can either do it like that, someone who I thought was shit but wasn't shit now, or I can do it someone who's, like, really good now. So there's two candidates for me. The outlier one that I could have thrown in is from the same team. It's Adam, actually. I thought he mm. was actually dreadful in past years. I thought he was actually way better this split. But for me, the winner, easily, bearing in mind, it doesn't have to be a rookie. It doesn't have to be a new player. It's got to be Hans Sama for me. Hans Sama was so fucking bad last year. Like, outrageously bad. As in, everything you've seen doesn't even... Unless you look at the games, you don't know how bad. Like, the joke is he couldn't even play Draven in LCS. One, it's fucking LCS, bro. It's the shittest league of all time with the most basic bitch collar inside the fucking line style of play. And then also, they're drafting you your champion in a team that has the pieces for you and you can't ever get a game off. Come on. Whereas you watch him in the LEC. True, I'm saying he played with the MVP of Mickey X, like the but all that chat. But even so, yes, he had a better team. He played way better, mate. Like, he actually was... I don't think he was the best ADC, but he was at least in contention for the role again. And he was having massive games. And he and he was now... The joke is now things like Draven became the strength in the draft again. So, I mean, you even saw those games where, like, XL would try copying the G2 bottling. It's like, oh, so that's what it looks like when incompetent people play those two champions. So, I thought Sam was a killer this season. I'm just giving Adam the props because I've just flamed him so much in the past. I actually thought, aside from <laughs> at the end, when LS accurately pointed out, he sort of hinted it. Aside from that, he did have some good games. And he definitely did have sort of, like, some legit carry performances. Uh, that would be my pick as well. Would be would be Adam because I, th I I think few players are, have been quite so c closely criticised as Adam has been uh, in in recent times. I'm not saying that he's a victim in that sense because I do think he's kind of like he brought some of himself. Come on, yeah, he did. He did a little. I mean, the bit, upset shit was... killed him dead, didn't it? Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. The upset stuff was was certainly certainly something that put a target on his back. But you know, he's he was a young guy, a, a very talented guy, French as well. High, um, high-profile team from the ERLs as well. There's always a lot of hype around him. So, yeah, I think it's it's nice to see like a resurgence in his career, and I, I think that he's this split was certainly a good starting ground for that. I wouldn't say like you know it's it's right. He's turned it all around. He's brilliant now. I just think that this is you know hopefully more of the same. Uh, moving on to the next award. This is certainly not an award. I don't know why it's. Well, yeah, this is the D ward. Um, the Big Dipper. The absolute opposite of, of most improved. Which player uh, shot the bed, basically? Um, I think, for me, it's maybe someone like VTO or just the entirety of XL. These guys absolutely sucked. Um, but I still think there's potential to turn it around. We'll see. But either way, it doesn't matter about potential. What was, statistically, for you guys, just the most disappointing performance? And who, uh, who was good before and absolutely trash this time? Rich, hit me up. Uh... There might be someone else who's in the conversation that I haven't thought of, but the immediate name that comes to mind is Targamas. I mean, again, going from what I think many people would say is like the best support in Europe to this guy does not deserve to be in the league levels of play. Uh, I can't. That, there surely isn't a bigger dip than that. I mean, you can say something similar for Patrick, I guess, but I don't think Patrick was like 
a consensus the best adc or something like that i think most people had sort of comp upset you know people like this and obviously the scene like hans Sammer would probably say at higher displaying higher levels of play so i think to go from like best in role to worst in role basically i i'm not sure you'll find a more extreme example than that and also again coupled with what we heard in the vod of like and he's a mute like was he a mute complete mute before i don't know but i know that he's a mute now it's like so i've got someone who can't lane this season who doesn't can't roam and doesn't talk like it's mm. gotta be targamas i mean I, I can't think of anything and remember as well by the way the whole thing when he was on with g2 he was playing with flacked right who was not a really good ad carry but you have to assume, based on personality and everything else, he's probably quite vocal. So I guess he was, like, probably the bot lane leader in that team, I suppose. But uh, one thing Targamas was doing really well was he was always getting good roams off. He was always leaving the wave at the right point in time. He was always coming back at the right moments. His warding was really good. He was mirroring what Jungle was doing. We got none of that on XL. So, yeah, it has to be Targamas, surely. I'd love to... I'd honestly love to hear... Um, other suggestions though because i can't I, I can't think of anything as, as extreme as that but maybe i'm maybe i'm missing someone i mean or... i'm gonna go with this team at vetio i, I think it is vetio yeah. and the reason why is this i personally would give him the mvp for both splits last year i actually thought he was the best even in the summer like i think the whole nis scheme i'd like was just like that was like storyline angle as to why people wanted him to be the mvp for me i actually thought vetio last year was the best player in the lec so to be here like Here's the thing. I don't know that he was actually the worst mid because that's a pretty bad category in fucking LEC right now, but he was a contender for it. And the and the thing that was so disappointing for me is this also, Rich. People tried to make it like, oh, it's just stylistically how he plays. No, he also played selfish and bad. And that's the worst part. Like, he actually looked in these games like he knew, like, nah, there's no point even fucking trying here. Like, you know, he almost looked like he played for KDA, put it that way. Like, mm. he looked at times he hesitated to go in, hesitated to use alts, hesitated to roam. Like, mate, this was so underwhelming us. A, a play because it's not as simple in my opinion as he just had the wrong pieces i think he also had some terrible mindsets now to play this split like looked mega checked out and like I, that's another area i do think looking back now obviously in hindsight it seems obvious is the biggest problem they have in that team is where are the fuck who is the pump up guy who's the guy who brings any positivity there's no one so as i can tell there's no one because even cersei by the way who's talking a lot because he's romanian they're just more... They come from a harsher world, mate. They're just not the guys who are just going to blow up your ego and be super... They're just... His version is just don't be toxic. That's like... So, to me, they never had any positive leadership qualities in that team when you look back now. I think... Uh, Aside from Oduam they call and, you know, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but, yeah, as you say, like, Odo, he's like a leader in a different kind of way. Again, yeah. he's not a coddler. He's not going to, like, pump your ego up. He's going to sort of try and drive people more than anything. But, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, the other thing with BTO, I guess, which is worth throwing in, and he admitted this, he said this himself on, on Twitter and maybe even in interviews as well, but uh, that he negatively influenced the draft with making demands, like silly demands. Well, that's also what's mad, Rich. It, that's the other thing. People talked like it was just a different... He was getting the champions he yes. clearly wanted, and then he would yeah. just do nothing with them. Like, and that's then, one thing yeah. I've always preached from day one I was in league. I always told people who my friends, like, frogging, forgiven. I said, look, I want you to be selfish, because I think you're mega, but you better fucking carry when you get those picks, mate. Otherwise, yeah. we look like a dickhead, don't we? And he wasn't <laughs> picking them in the right spots either. And he even said, like, a, it was an, a game where it was like he picked a Carly or something where he had no business picking it. Like, it was he picked it R5 or whatever into a horrible matchup. And he, he just tweeted after zero, the game, like, well, yeah, and he's like, oh, sorry, like, the game was unwinnable after that pick. My bad or something. And it's like, 
I mean, okay, okay <laughs> what can we do with that? So, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I, I'd still go Target Mass, but yeah, BTS, I mean, anyone on Excel, I guess you could make some kind of a tangible argument sure. for, really. Yeah. Uh, let's move on then. Wish you were here. Perhaps someone that uh, isn't in the league that should be in the league. I'm going to say you can't say upset. Whoa, what he's, the hell? He's the what very, the very obvious answer, and I think he is going to be in the league next split. Um, By the way, though, just to keep just answer. to keep track of history, though, I'll tell you a take that has aged like the finest wine. Do you remember when we did our All Pro for summer split last year, where Fnatic was still mad dodgy and barely made it? Who did I have as my ADC? I picked upset, which was mad edgy, right? That. Bro, that is aged like the finest wine of all time. Like, holy shit. The guy even sat and didn't play a game of League of Legends and everyone was like, he must be back. And like, it's fucking amazing, that take. Even I didn't know it work out that well, obviously. Yeah, go back, go back you to sound surprised. Uh... You sound surprised, Thorin. How could you be? Obviously. I you know, that's why for this one, he's also just a slab dunk that he should have been in because like the joke is he probably is still the best and he wasn't even in any LEC team. So yeah, if we're, if we're taking him out of the equation, we've got to think for this one then. Well, we worth going back, by the way, and looking at the YouTube comments on that. I remember everyone, Did everyone was flim the fuck out of me. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so what about, uh, who, who's it, who's it going to be? Because you can't choose upset. I'm, I'm, I'm ruling that okay. one out. Okay. Who is it? Barring upset, you wish was was in the. Oh, I've got an, I've got a not bad one actually. I think this is yeah, going to yeah. be unusual for people because this is actually a player. I remember looking at this year's LEC and being like, "Where is he?" And then when I found out where he is, my mind was blown. It's unforgiven. Remember, he was oh, voted yeah. ADC yeah. All Pro last split, and I thought was should have been the rookie of the split. Of the first. He was good. Look, yes, Worlds didn't go great. By the way, spoiler, a lot of ad lines players have failed at Worlds. I don't know why we're blaming him for that. And then if people don't know, he went to be like a fucking backup player in LCS. Like, yeah. That's mental. The idea that this guy couldn't play in like half the LEC teams, what? Like, he, he looked like he had a lot of promise to me, mate. I'll take him into like some of these teams immediately. Has that ever happened before where someone has been like, Voted first team all Doesn't pro feel like it, out right? of the league again. That like that is. I, I we were it a bit critical of that vote though at the time, weren't we? Oh yeah, no, the team. vote. It was we stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't. He was inflated, yeah. but yeah. He was very good though. Yeah, he was decent. Uh, I this might be cheating a little bit. I go with. Uh, I'll go like Nymera. Because like, even though he's like every now and then he's like a guest on the analyst desk. For the like, show, right? Okay. He, he's not, he's <laughs> okay. never, he doesn't like cast anymore. Like Riot's done this new yeah. thing where they just like pigeonhole people into specific roles and it's never like, oh, now you're hosting, now you're doing this. They want to like uniform it. And I feel like, yeah. yeah, we just don't ever really get Nymera anymore unless it's... No, but here's what's team. bad that you haven't thought of, though. This is where you haven't thought it through, Rich. You've now just made it look like you really don't want Foxtrot to be on the LEC by that <laughs> logic. Because if you suddenly expanded it out, you could have just given your boy a fucking lay up. That's but so instead, true. you were like, you know what? Here's the thing, Fox. I think, so we should I think we should include talent who deserve to be there. You know, <laughs> I mean, everyone thought... knows who I'm talking about from the UK. That's right. I'm at Nymera. The guy who's still like, come on, bro. I'm right here. I'm right that here. No, but you can Featured the thing the is, though, caster. you know, Fo Fox, you know, Fox is now a Naraka Blade Point caster. So, okay. I think bro, that's moved, tried up as well. Yeah. Moved, oh well, shit. It's, uh, it's, you, it's, it's, mate. It's a fickle world, man. It's a fickle world. But Thorin's right. You should. That's 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 true. You know what? I'll get slight slight rant on behalf of. Well, actually, I don't know if I'm. I haven't got much time. So okay. <laughs> Choose right, that's really small rant. <laughs> it annoys. It does annoy me how. Riot has treated some of their talent with it's like 
they overpromise things, they get people to uproot their lives, and then they underdeliver. And it's just like, bro, don't tell me that you know my my dick is huge if you're then if you're then just gonna like not use it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just terrible. Yeah, no, no, like... she just didn't land at all. Did I know? But whatever, you tried, you tried. You're... It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of. Yeah, all right. And also, way... I'll just I'll just say it, even though you didn't mean it in this context. The idea someone would say to Riot Games, if my if you tell me my dick is huge and then you're not yeah. going to use it, that probably also aged a little bit badly. Context, yeah, that's so, you know, true. Like... Though you'd be surprised on it. Well, actually, you probably wouldn't be surprised at all. You wouldn't be surprised at all. But like behind the scenes, that's what everyone's like anyway. But... So what is even the logic there? Like, what do you think of that? Well, your dick's huge. We'll use it then. Come on then, use it. <laughs> Don't just tell me. I, I, I saw. I, I saw. I knew where you go with it. Ah. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So, uh, good. Good answer. Good answer, Rich. Shout out to Nymera. He deserves better. And good answer, yeah. Thorin, for uh, hyping, hyping me up. Uh, MVP. Then, who's been the MVP of our uh, our winter split here? Who was the Who was the best player? And you can do any definition of MVP you want here, as long as you quantify it. Qualify it. Sorry. Is it the the most valuable? Like you take this player out of the team and they're wank, or is it this was the best performing uh, player as a on a broad stroke in general for the split? Dorian, hit me up. I mean, I've basically laid it out already, but I'm going to take Mickey X. So it's for the similar reasons I said for the best transfer. I just think if you look all in all, like this might sound like a, a bit of a tricky definition but it, years ago when I was doing an Elitist United episode and I was trying to figure out with veteran could we actually allow Hillisang to be the MVP of the league the premise goes like this it's hard to make junglers and supports the MVP because by definition they somewhat play a supportive role unless they're like really weird like junglers mm. that 1v9 all the time and even then why would you be 1v9ing if you had amazing lanes so what I will say is this it is true anytime a jungler or a support can be the MVP logically they probably are on the best team with some of the best carries which I think did apply to Jan Carlson, Hillisang, and now I would apply to Mickey X. But with that said, the reason why I pick him is this. I think there were other players who were comparable to everyone else on the team. There was people who were as good as Caps this year or as good as Broken Blade. I mean, I think someone was better than Broken Blade. There's people who was as good, better than Yike and people who was good or better than Yike. I don't think anyone was better than Mickey X. And I think Mickey X was like, a, once you had those other pieces, was just a, was one of the reasons they were like unbeatable by the end. Like, it's just an X factor that just put you over the top. No one had a Mickey X in that sense, you know. All right, what about you then, Rich? Who's your MVP? This is really tricky. I don't think there's like a standout at all. Um, I'm actually going to say Bo. And the reason I'm going to say Bo is, again, you can argue that there are a lot of uh, cons that immediately are applied when you add him to a team. So in that sense, it's kind of counterintuitive. At the same time, I feel like I remember tweeting after I think they went 5-0 or something. I said, this is the most fraudulent 5-0 team I've ever seen. And basically all those games were like 50-50 games, but it was just Bo Diff. It was literally just Bo mm. is just better than everyone on the Rift. Bo is better than everyone else in the league mechanically. Like he had, But actually it was actuating on the Rift as well. Not just like, oh, he's got sick mechanics, doesn't he? It's like he is winning the game through just being having better hands, just being better than you. Um, so yeah, I think I, I'm very tempted to say Bo. I think I could also, for similar reasons that um, uh, Thorin mentioned Mickey, I could also say the same for Photon, where those are the two roles where there was a obvious number one best in role, right? 
Um, whereas even with Bo, if you're talking about like an all-round game or something, I could make an argument for El Yoya for sure as being a, a better a jungler all around, more consistent over more games. Um, but no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bo because I think if you took a bog standard jungler and put them in the positions Bo was in, especially in like the the regular season, I think Vitality could actually have come Mr. Playoffs like legitimately or Mr. GSL. Like I think he was the reason they just straight up won a bunch of games so yeah i'll say Bo, but i think it's really close i think you could say mickey i think you could also say hands in some ways because i think a lot of the lanes where yike was enabled to do the things that he did was more hands than mickey in certain instances um so yeah i, I but I'll, I'll say Bo. fair enough which then leads us very uh smoothly into our last award of the day Moving from MVP as an individual player to your all-pro team. Who is the dream team from this winter split? Top, jungle, mid, ADC, and support. Who are you choosing? Who are you riding in a battle with? Uh, Rich, tell me. Who's it going to be? So, top is easy. That's Photon, for sure. Mm -hmm. Comfortably. Uh, jungle, I'll give a shout-out to, you know, Yike and El Yoya, but I am going to give it to Bo. Again, I'm not thinking about what would be the best team, you know, what would be the perfect yeah. synergy, because then I would put El Yoya in, right? But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go for or who Yankos. I thought was best in slot. Yeah, Yankos is a... Eh, and nah, to be honest, even though, like, I think Yankos did, had a good split in the, the scenario that he found himself in, I, I wouldn't have him in the conversation, I don't think. Um, mid is tricky, the thing is, to me, if I had no other context and I was just, I'd only started watching League this split or whatever, or competitive League this split, I would probably unequivocally say Niski. The problem is that Niski to me is like, he always seems semi fraudulent. Like, whenever you need like the most out of him, I just think like, ah, oh, he's just not an elite mid. The only thing is, this split I would say was slightly different because I do think there was series play where he was legitimately actually very good and matching the other mid and so on. It's just that nagging thing I always have in the back of my head with Niski, where I guess the best way of putting it is, would I be comfortable if this guy was my mid laner internationally? And the answer would be hell no. Mm. So that's why I'm hesitant. But I actually do think, because again, what's interesting here is like, it's not just a regular season thing like we've had to do in the past, right? We also do have the sample size of playoffs. And I actually think Niski was decent in playoffs. So... I'm actually going to give it to Niski. I don't think Caps was amazing. Uh, I think Larson was good, but I don't think he was exceptional. I don't think he did more for his team than Niski did for his team. Um, and I don't think there's already any other candidates. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say Niski for mid, uh, and then it's it's <sighs> Mickey's definitely support, and then. I do think Hans was probably the best AD carry, but he was in such a cushioned position with the team around him that I'm I'm going to give the nod to Exa Kick. Actually, I'm going to say Exa Kick, but I do think you could definitely say Hans. Um, and it's difficult because it's like you know if who is the best AD carry probably Hans, but again, part of me for MVP is the value added and where would they be without them? And I think SK would be a tier below at least where they were or where they finished without Exekick. So yeah, I'll say Exekick. So yeah, Photon, okay. Bo, uh, Niski, Exekick, Mickey X. Mickey X. 
And uh, what about you, Thorne? Who's your MVP team? I almost had the same team. So I had Photon and Bo. I think Photon was just clearly the best top player. We got over that already in this episode. I also yeah. think, even though Bo didn't get to play in the playoff section, like the first few weeks of him in that team might be the best jungler to ever play in the LEC. He was yeah. fucking smurfing every game. It was ridiculous. The joke was he played every champion, even ones that aren't like his strength. Like he, he just looked so good those first ones. I have to have him as my jungler. Honorable shout out to El Yoya. Then I actually, I'm going to take Caps. That's my change. I'm going to take Caps as my mid lane. And my logic goes like this. I'm actually in the camp that Rich was, which is up until the playoffs, the last phase, I actually thought Nisky was probably the MVP of the league. I actually thought he was the one player who relative to his team was doing insane shit in the game. He was having so many carry performance. That's the problem as well with Nisky is he's one of the rare players that's changed his career narrative. Mm. He was in the past, when he up until that Cloud9 era, he was a guy whose job was enable a jungler, roam with them, don't play super hard, carry shot, play some shit like Soy or Talia or something, go and just help your fucking jungler. He has actually become, by the way, just, it's a bit like what Doinby did in LPL, he's just become a very legit mid laner yeah. on his own right, just like a star mid laner. And I think not only does he pick shit that actually allows him to big boy carry now, but he had some very good performances right through until the playoff section, but this is the problem. This is where I'll take something else Rich said. I've also always seen him as someone where it's like, if it's the game five in a big series, mm -hmm. he's probably going to let me down, he's going to just underperform. Not necessarily purely choke, and the problem I had was this, I do think, especially in games they lost this split, and as the split went later on, the other problem was he would have amazing players, but he could literally, in, right after the amazing player, do a crazy int move or some stupid, like, throw the whole game. And there were a bunch of times he had the, the kills, the farm, the resources, the team, where he could have, like, been the carry, like, a prime caps would have, and he didn't. Whereas the caps angles like this, I will say, you notice I don't have caps as my MVP even as a candidate. So this isn't a normal caps split. This isn't, like, two or three years ago where he was far away the best. Most of the split was actually more comparable to if people remember spring last year where he was a bit subdued. But the key thing to me is this. Relative to his team, he just did basically everything he needed to almost all the time. Like, he had the subdued games to let other people have the draft picks and obviously he would draft some things like fucking Zach and Tristana made. He wasn't just going for the most powerful AD like mid-champ or just, he wasn't saying like, Vethio, give me my champ and I'll carry. But here's the thing. I thought he had very few actual int games, which is pretty rare for Caps historically. And better than that, I actually thought the few games where he was on his champions and he had leads, he, he was very good at closing the games out. I thought, actually, he didn't do what Niski did. Whereas the problem with Niski is, he was one of those, like, God giveth, God taketh away guys. He could also throw the game for you. So then I've also I've got the same bottling. I've taken extra kick. I agree. You could go with other ones for this one. But to me, he just really stood out. I mean, partly because he's on SK Gaming. And then I have Mickey X as my support. So, by the way, if you look at my All-Pro, the second and third teams, Mad and Coy, don't even feature on there, which kind of tells you what I think of this split. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's a good shout. I, I, I think it's hard to argue against Photon and Mickey X, like from your top and, uh, top and support. Easy easy choices there. Jungle, you have a few options. If you're going to sort of raw, like best performance and talent, I'd say.